Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Oh, my goodness. Are we on the air? Mike, how's it sound? We're doing it? What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the best show here on another Tuesday night. We're bringing you yet another fantastic episode of the best show. We've got quite an uh, an exciting program for you tonight. Dave Hill is in the studio. It is, uh, he is the comedian and broadcaster and rocker. And last night I was on his show over on WFMU and he's on my show tonight. It's the best of both worlds back to back extravaganza. And the hashtag for tonight's show is best of both worlds. So if you want to participate in that on social media, that's where you do it. And we've got surprises lined up and all sorts of stuff. It's going to be so much fun. You get ready. You sit back. You relax. Maybe make yourself a Sunday, right? Banana split. Hot fudge. Whipped cream. Wet walnuts. And then you just eat it and you, you dole it out over three hours. And at the end, you drop your spoon into that empty thing with a clink. And then you know you did it. And we did it. And that's the magic of the best show, my friends. So if you know what's right for you, start making that Sunday now. I always wanted to win one of those Sunday eating contests. They used to have that place on Route 18. The, they had the thing called the Big Pig Award. What a goal as a child. To want to win the Big Pig Award. Never did it. Someday. Someday I'll win that Big Pig Award. What do you probably get a ribbon? Can you imagine? Yeah, I just ate 38,000 calories worth of ice cream. A month's worth of, of sugar. And what do you get a ribbon? What if you fall one bite short? These are the questions that will forever remain unanswered because that ice cream place went out of business. Maybe they're giving too many big pig awards out. This is what we're going to do. Me and Mike are going to go into one of these places, but we're going to dress in the, the way those the kids do when they're in a, a, a trench coat. We'll go in as a 12-foot person, right? 
and I'll say, look, I have a second stomach and uh, a second mouth in my stomach. I'm like uh, the dude from Total Recall. And yeah, because of course my head's sticking out the top, not Mike's. Think I want that guy repping me as we're going into the thing? I end up at some adult bookstore. 12 foot guy in the adult bookstore. Trying to bend over to get in a booth. A weird porno booth. Thanks, but no thanks. That's what I say. Thanks, but no thanks. It ain't happening, Mike. But Mike, you know what is happening? Howl! That's right, Howl.fm is happening. Let me tell you about Howl.fm. It is a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. Like Netflix, but for podcasts. And with Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums. All sorts of stuff. The Complete Woman, Something Cool, Two Awesome Shows. You get all that stuff on your iPhone, Android, or on the web for $4.99 a month. Use promo code TOM to get your full month of free trial. To redeem that, you go to uh, make sure you cre- create your account on the web at Howell.fm. Enter code TOM at checkout. Howell.fm, H-O-W-L dot F-M, and use promo code TOM for one month of free trial for Howell Premium. Howell! It's where it all goes down, man. That's not their slogan. That's my slogan for them. Get ready for an exciting episode of The Best Show. Coming up shortly, Mr. Dave Hill. But now, I give you The Best Show theme. Oh my goodness. It's gone. It's gone. The theme is gone. What if it's gone forever? What if it gets erased? Like the way those aliens were trying to, and pixels were trying to erase Earth. That's right, I watched pixels. It's a good flick. Best show.
Show, back again. Another Tuesday night installment. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm here. Bringing you the rock. That was Hound. From their new album, Out of Space. That's called Emotional Collapse. That's some heavy stuff, man. On SRA Records. Hound. I want to tell you also, the good guys are going to be appearing at uh, the water park. Sarsaparilla and Singing Grill will be there. I can't believe this guy. Studio. Sarsaparilla the Singing Gorilla. The thing he's not mentioning. Because cause, to catch everybody up, I got this, this group of fellas out there working on the show. We got uh, AP Mike, obviously. The ringer. The anchor. He's holding it down. And we know about his uh, uniqueness, for lack of a better term. His well-documented. Then we got Dudio, who surprises me every... uh, Every week with a new revelation, and a couple weeks ago he dropped these uh, uh, air checks from radio. He did, and he was mentioning on the thing he was hyping some some gorilla sarsaparilla. It was him in in Atlanta. He was doing it radio in Atlanta, and he was hyping uh, some show which featured sarsaparilla, the singing gorilla. I'm just like. Where'd this come from? But you know what the kicker is? It's not either of those guys. It's the quiet one. Pat Byrne. The schemer, I call him now, right? Because this dude... If this was like the A-Team, he'd be like that... Giggle Man. What was he called? If we're the A-Team and I'm George Papard, Right? If I'm George Papard, you three sort the rest of who you are out. I'm going to say Pat is Giggle Man. Was that the guy's name? Giggle Man? What was Do you guys know? Before Hound, we heard Os Mutants. Amazing band out of Australia. New single by them. On Hozak, that's right. One of the best labels going. Name of that song was Mates Rates. Can't beat Hozak. Tom, why do you play so many things on Hozak? Well, simple. Because they keep putting out perfect records. And when they stop, I will stop. Until that day, the Hozak keeps rocking here on The Best Show. Murdoch was what the, who was face? Which one was face? He's the smooth one. So that look, that one, one of you is going to have to 
claim that. I can't. I can't appoint that. That's that's up for you guys to figure out. Who do you think is? is so there's the smooth one, the crazy one, and Mr. T. So Pat is the 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 crazy one, who who looks normal, but is like oh, is always like pulling a pulling a thing, right? Is that it? So then we got uh, who do we got also? We got uh, who else? So then so if, if that's maybe Mike is Mr. T, right? What was his name in the thing again? B.A. Baracus. And for Mike, it would be B-A-Y-O-N-N-E Baracus. So that Mike, that would be Mike. Dudio would be Murdoch. And Pat would be the face. Because he's always... Pat, can you come in here for a second? Would you mind telling... There's a story I've wanted to tell on the air for a long time. Of yours, which I've always admired. I'm telling you, this guy's like a Mentos commercial uh, brought to life. You're like a walking Mentos commercial, like you, like the way those Mentos guys would calm their way into things, right? Right. You went to a, a, a concert. This I've always thought this was one of the craziest things. Bob, it was Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and Wilco. Yes. And who else? Well. uh... I was immediately punished after sneaking in because I had to deal with, uh, oh, who was the band? Mike, who was the band? Oh, yeah, my morning jacket. My morning jacket. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) Didn't like it. No. Okay. Beck was at the day before. I would have liked to have seen him. Okay. Yeah, the Americana Music Festival. This is uh, summer 2014, I believe. And it was in Hoboken. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So... You're seeing that show, and you're like, hold on a minute. How much were tickets? Oh, tickets were like, I think like 90 or $100. Yeah. For a, for a festival show, basically. Yeah, for really just one guy I wanted to see. Yeah. So you're like, I got to get into that thing. Mm-hmm. And how did you how did you do it? Um, I've had success at that point <laughs> in doing it a couple times, and that was... To First, are you proud of this? Because yeah. I would be if I was I'm, you. I'm definitely proud of it because yeah. of the extent that I took it that day. Sure. Yeah. So I um, I had this theory where if I just dressed like a crew person, like in all black, uh-huh. um, I had a black, black pants, black shoes, and like a black polo, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had worked in production off and on. I still do. So I, I just had, you know, lanyards of various things and, um, like a utility pouch that I also wore on my belt. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing in it. There was maybe, maybe a pair of gloves and a utility in it. Yeah. pouch. And so I, I wore also a black baseball hat. Mm-hmm. And so I had all this going for me. Yeah. I, I just walked in and, I, you know, I wanted to walk in holding like a case, like a road case or something, but I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to lose out on like a guitar case or something yeah. that I could actually mm-hmm. use that's, you know, equivalent to the price yeah. of that ticket. Sure, cause then you're, then you've just, it's a, it's a swap. Yeah. And you might lose still. <laughs> exactly. But so, you went in, you wore black hat, mm-hmm. 
black polo. Black polo. Black pants. Black pants. And then I'm riding my bike from Jersey to Hoboken, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is the item? Like, what do I hold to be like, get out of the way, this thing's heavy? Yeah. So I, I found a cardboard box, mm-hmm. put it under my arm, finished riding to the festival, yeah. assembled it, yeah. and then put it on my shoulder and acted like it was really heavy. Uh-huh. And then just walked through the, the place where they're, you know, holding tickets and everything. And did anyone say anything? Not a thing. No. And then I <laughs> then I'm in a festival like mm. by myself. Yeah. And you know, I, I was like sure enough I'll know people in the area who are there. Yeah. Mike was there, hung out with him for a bit. Yeah. Other people um And you know, Mike got in the thing without paying. He did? Yeah. I didn't know that. He showed up 6 months early. And was, and, and, and let them build it around him. Yeah. Now that, yeah. yeah. I, I could see that. <laughs> his was not as cost effective as <laughs> right. yours. That's that's one way to do it. He spent winter in that park. Oh, okay. Yes. I uh yeah, I, I took it another level by trying to get backstage and I did that many times. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was helping people that I knew, like I had, I had a friend who was too short to see above the crowd. Yeah. And she's like, if only I could get like a milk crate or something. I was like, Yeah, hang on and I <laughs> went backstage, backstage, found a milk crate, mm-hmm. brought it over to her. That uh, is unbelievable. I ate the craft services yeah. at one point. Oh, um, Pat, this is, this is. <laughs> I went on stage for Wilco playing, um, On stage? Yeah. For, I, I only know a few, uh, Wilco songs. So, so it was when they were playing, mm-hmm. uh, California Stars. Yeah. I like that Billy Bragg record he did. They, sure. They did. So I okay. went on stage for that. Okay. Well, at least you liked one of their records. Yeah. Yeah. To be on stage, to be on stage for with them. them. Right. I think this is. Beyond hilarious that you did this, yeah. Well, there's there's other stories for other days, but uh, well, that's the first one. That's Mike. Yeah. That's why we call him the schemer, schemer. right? We. Right. Yeah, Mike did see me that day with the box, and uh, I did have a close call moment. I'll, okay. I'll end with this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I decide. <laughs> You know, Bob Dylan's yeah. playing some, a lot of his newer stuff. Yeah. I'm getting a little bored. You're going to rewrite the set list? <laughs> the most exciting. <laughs> the most exciting part for me mm-hmm. that day was sneaking around. Yeah. That was the adrenaline yeah. rush. And I'm, you were, I'm bored at a concert. So now. you're ready to get bounced also at this point. Almost. You're like, if I get bounced. <laughs> yeah. So be it. Thrill ride. Yeah. Yeah. So I go backstage again and I go on stage again. Mm-hmm. And then this time, a person on stage is like, I think it was at the point where I was like, okay, I've seen enough. I'm going to turn and go down this large metal like walkway. And, uh, somebody, some security guy finally is like, Hey, let me see those. And like looks at my lanyard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. tries to, but I'm yeah. like trying to walk quick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. screaming like, Hey, Hey. And I, I'm just uh, like, uh, uh, at this point, like borderline uh, running. Uh, and, and, I, uh, and then I kind of sprinted into the crowd uh, and he just couldn't. Yeah. Do anything about it. Just like some dude in a black <laughs> polo shirt. Yeah. I, I got away with it. Yeah. I ran into the crowd, watched the last couple songs and, and went home. That is epic. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. All right. That's why we call exactly the schemer. schemer. Jason's name is Dudio. Mike is, uh, King Sleaze. No, that's not Mike's name. Mike's the bleep house poet, right? What are you, Mike? The Bleep House poet? The Bleep House Shakespeare. Okay. And uh, what am I? 
And now Pat's the, the schemer. I don't know what I'm called. Just call me Tom. Just call me the loser. Right? The lovable loser. My friends. My friends. I want to tell you about a couple of things, and then I'm going to bring my, my pal Dave Hill in to the studio. I want to tell you, the best show listener, maybe the lovable loser. What about that? Right? Guy who can't, can't, can't win, can't win, right? Don't matter what happens, man. The, the flop, right? Kid floppo. But you know what I love? Lifts my spirits. Going over to Howl. Dot FM. That's right. Now you're asking yourself, what on earth is Howl.fm? Aren't there enough websites out there? No, not when it comes to Howl.fm, you idiot. What is it? It's a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. It's like Netflix, but for podcasts. With Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of original miniseries, audio documentaries, and comedy albums. All the archives for WTF with Mark Marin and all the Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang or How Did This Get Made? And there are some new Howell original miniseries that you just have to hear. Amanda Lund has a show called The Complete Woman. It's 1963. Divorce is on the rise and tides are changing. But love and marriage expert Maribel May is here to save your marriage. It's Amanda Lund bringing this character to life in this hilarious, accurate send-up of 1960s self-help records. And then there's a show called Something Cool. My friend Rachel Lickman does it with my other friend Sarah Thayer. It's an audio documentary series that focuses on the brilliant careers of criminally underrated artists who deserve to have their stories told. The new episode has uh, uh, the story of the GTOs. You know them. The girl group that was uh, made of girls together outrageously. Their story is told on something cool. You got to hear it, man. I'm telling you. How do you hear it? Well, you go over to Howl.fm and use promo code TOM and you get a one-month free trial of Howl Premium. And when you're paying for Howl, it's only $4.99 a month. All this content for your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for four ninety nine a month. You go to Howell.fm and use promo code TOM to get that full month of free trial. To redeem that promo code, make sure you create your account on the web at Howell.fm and enter code TOM at checkout. Howell.fm. That's where it's all going down, man. My friends, football season marches on. And while your season-long fantasy team might be going nowhere fast, every week is a new shot for glory at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football where you can relive the fantasy draft and play for huge prizes each and every week. Challenge your friends in a custom league or join an existing one to play your share of a billion dollars in prizes up for grabs this year. Just pick your prize, pick your contest, draft your players, and collect your winnings. That's it. 
renew old rivalries or create new ones by going head-to-head with friends, colleagues, and fantasy players from all over the country. DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season, and you could be next, but only if you play. This isn't fantasy as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code BEST and play for free with your first deposit in Sunday's Million Dollar Fantasy Football Contest. First place takes home a hundred grand and a lifetime of bragging rights. Enter BEST for free entry now at only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Enter promo code BEST. DraftKings.com. Oh boy, cracking the, cracking it there. Casey's at the plate. This guy's got a higher batting average than, uh, he's like the Ted Williams of Coors Light. Like Mike, uh, Mike, uh, would, would, uh, like if Mike was Ted Williams, he, he would have batted a thousand. With cores though. Right? Mighty AP Mike steps to the plate. With a, with a, a, a what would you have? What would you bring up there? Those 20, ca- 20 can carry case things? Those are classy. Walk around with that thing. It's got a handle on it. It's classy. Look at me. I'm walking around with a suitcase. But what's in my su- look? It's my briefcase. I'm a businessman. But what's in my briefcase? Cans of beer. I fooled you. I'm here for a business meeting in the park. It's one in the afternoon. I've scheduled a business meeting with myself in the park. Let me check my book. Okay. I I I, uh, I have a one. I have a 1 p.m. scheduled for the park. Um, yes, I'll see you in the, come, come meet me in the park. I have a one, I can, I can get you in for a quick, a general meeting in the park. Bring your briefcase. I'll have my briefcase with me. Maybe your briefcase can be one of those white castle boxes. (laughs) We're just two businessmen walking around the park. With our briefcases. Is my is uh, uh, Dave here? Yeah. Well, send them on in, guys. Don't hog them to yourselves. Don't hog them, guys. No, that's studio. Oh no, there's Dave. Okay. Hey, Dave. How are you? Nice to see you again. It's good to see you. Welcome. Pleasure. Yes. I love this whole... Thank you. Bunker. Yeah. But just remember, we keep it clean here just like you do on WFMU. I'm not going to... Uh, I don't require profanity. I know you don't. You're, you're, you run a tight ship over I will, there. I will take advantage of it. I was a part of it. If it's presented to yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I was talking about this, not to... Uh, thank you. No problem. Um, but uh, in the in the U.K., was I talking about this last night? I was, but I was on the on this one station. They were like, "Don't um, before you go on." Uh, they're like, "Just real quick, don't use the c word more than once." 
like more than once, you know. <laughs> so you just get one. Well, it was like, well, I don't, I don't need the one, but yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. But they're like, you can say the F and S and whatever. Yeah. But anyway, laxer policies over there. Could you give yours to someone else, <laughs> and they get two? <laughs> yeah, or save up like yeah. over appearance. Why so, have like five yeah. C words yeah. saved you, up? You come back, <laughs> you're eighty years old. You're like, <laughs> I have thirty five. Yeah, banked. But then I thought it was like standard uh, that you could say all that stuff on the mm-hmm. radio. And then I was on one of the BBC stations, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, just real quick, so no more than one c word, and I can say whatever else, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "No, <laughs> you can't say any of those things." <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you were on the radio? It's hard to say. I think. I mean, it seemed like it. Now, your thing translates overseas. I could see that, right? Yeah. I mean, it does. for people who don't know this guy. Which is, to to be fair, a lot of most people. Well, no. <laughs> most people, but people in this world, they know who you are. In this world, but this is a savvy world. You're a stand-up. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, I, I can walk down the street. Mm-hmm. I, I've got, I came from Journal, Journal Square to this location mm-hmm. un, unfettered. Unfettered. And then you got here and you were fettered. Fettered from the second I hit the yes. buzzer. Yes. Yeah. So. Offered snacks. Yeah, we got snacks out there. You offered me snacks, I'm offering you snacks. I brought uh, cookies in honor of Danny D, just like a symbolic. Who's that? Dan. You no, know I'm him kidding. as Dan. No, I, just, <laughs> I just know that would, if I didn't know who he was. <laughs> what if I truly Well, I always like, wonder. I don't remember who that is. <laughs> I'm sure this is a conversation you've had, or uh, but I always wonder, like, because his name obviously is in tribute to your wife, Terry T. Does that uh, frighten you that you're like he's just going to be? Oh yeah, yeah. Outside no, your in your driveway or something. Yeah. Like, that part, I don't think he's going to be outside. But there's just a low level of fear with him. Yeah, like like taking a a detour that requires him to drive by your home to get somewhere yeah. nowhere near That's, your home. Yeah, I'm gonna not think about that. I shouldn't I have brought. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna scrub that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no, for the best. He's he's a good guy. He's I'm, a good. Yeah, he's a good guy. We tease you, Dan. We we kid out of yeah, love. Yeah, and just wait till the one day he shows up in full in his devil's uniform, right? As, as <laughs> to the to your show on Monday nights. Now your show on Monday. So for people, Dave is a stand-up. Dave is a musician. Your band Valley Lodge, right? Mm-hmm. We have a hot sound. Yeah, <laughs> and you've played with uh, you. You come out of out of Cleveland. Yes. So you've got roots in the in the the actual Cleveland rock world, which is one of the hottest rock worlds that's ever existed. Yeah, uh, I used to be in Cobra Verde. If mm-hmm. people know that band, I mean, sure. I'm sure people do. Yeah. Um, I had a bit a more obscure band called Sons of Elvis, mm-hmm. which horrible band name. But we, you know, we were just young kids, scrappy youths. Is there a point when you're just like, "Hey guys, I, uh, not sure about this band name." Yeah, after right. the second practice, you were just like we were, but we didn't think, you know, we didn't think that we would leave. The, we were literally practicing in the church basement of mm-hmm. the school that we went to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grade school, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't know we'd be uh, catapulted, yeah, 
to to we didn't know we'd be caught up in the 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 nineties alternative. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Sure. The feeding. Yes. (laughs) One of the most frustrating periods of anything ever yeah. 90s independent music yeah because it was right before everybody was okay with making money it's the final time when it wasn't when everybody's just like like nobody talks about selling out anymore like never ever right do you ever no. hear anybody go you're a sellout it's like <laughs> no. no they'll be like you're you're selling your thing out how, how do you do it <laughs> Can you tell no, me? that's like a uh yeah, an, a notion that doesn't exist. I mean, that's the whole idea now is to there, there is no selling out, but everyone you everyone wants to sell everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody's What do you do when nobody's buying it, right? Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got to, you know, I'm an artist. That's what I tell myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's true. You are an artist. At Mr. Dave Hill. What if I was like, at Mr. Dave Hill, thanks for coming by. <laughs> like I was on your show for three hours and I'm just like, Dave, thanks for swinging by. It's like I an would eight minute appearance. Cherish every moment. Well, it you would know? Be, it's like one of those. Yeah. Like my thing is more like a magazine news mag. It's like a Byron <laughs> Allen type. Hey, thanks for coming by. Now we have coming up, uh, the Hollywood, uh, update. I probably. Walk back to the the path train and like be texting a friend like, did you hear? I think it went pretty well, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it went well. It was six minutes long. It went yeah, it yeah. went so fast, but I think it went yeah. well. I've never heard him have anybody on that little. It was but <laughs> probably like it was a hour. strong, yeah. strong six minutes. Yeah, guns blazing. By the way, you know, I you know you could if you feel like it, you need to give me the. Heave no, home. of course not. No, I would, you know, no, you're no one him. hates Dave Hill more than Dave Hill. You know, well, so I would understand. The way it, ha- it has to be like that. That yeah, goes back to the artist yeah. thing and the Cle- more specifically the Cleveland thing. Yeah, is that a, is that because Ohio generally has a a second class attitude? The people, yeah, like right? I I always use this as an, ex- as an example, but sometimes I think when I think when I was in Cobra Verde still. We opened for the dictators mm-hmm. and, uh, what's his name? Wild Dick Manitoba. Yeah. He handsome, comes out, handsome, handsome Dick, yeah. uh, Dick Manitoba comes out in a Yankees jersey and he's like kind of thrusting the logo at the uh, crowd like, yeah. we're from New York. Hey. Yeah. And, uh, like kind of like, Hey, we're mm-hmm. better than you. And mm-hmm. everyone in the crowd's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like there's no question. <laughs> yeah, it says, and like uh-huh. it didn't, it didn't seem to be a baseball thing he was, 
he wasn't like the Yankees are better than Indians. Yeah. It was like our city is better, and everyone in the crowd's like, "Yeah, what? We know. Yeah. Keep, just play the song." Well, first of all, I don't exactly remember him suiting up for the Yankees at any point. <laughs> I don't remember. Remember when I? Well, this this you know not to. I don't mean to drag Danny D back into this, but yeah. I do That's feel right. strongly that no grown man should wear the jersey of a sports team well, mm-hmm. outside of his own home. Okay. So own home free throw. So within the walls of your house. Yeah. It's okay. Wear whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. But like to walk around with a thing that says like a a a grown man wearing a jersey with the name of another grown man on the back. Uh-huh. As a kid, that always seemed crazy to me. Like, even when I was of an age where I worshipped athletes, you know, that six months of my life or whatever, Mm -hmm. I thought it was strange that anyone would wear someone else's name on their back. Like, have some dignity, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't... I don't know. This is my hang-up. It's it's all our hang-up. Okay, all right. I'm told there's a... uh, Look, I'm here to give you a, a special night. Dave Hill. <laughs> this is like a make-a-wish so, yeah. thing. Well, no, you're not dying, now. <laughs> you're truly alive. And the first thing I want to do I for you... I have a limonada, which yeah. I appreciate. I didn't mean to treat myself so no, much. but go crazy with that. On the phones right now, uh, sir? Hello? Is this Hello? my dad? No. Hello? <laughs> it's Dave What's that Windor? goddamn noise? No! Oh, yeah. it, oh man! Dave Windor from Monster Magnet. Hey, Dave. Oh. Hey, Tom. What's up? Awesome. How are you? Hey, Dave Hill. Hey, I'm a huge fan. I, I, I don't know, if Tom, if you heard, but I played Twin Earth on the yeah. show last night. Oh, yeah. I heard it when I came in the yeah. studio. Well, you're, awesome. Now, I, I have nothing to say, man. Thank you. Yeah, I love your band. I fr- From ground floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long way down. No, I mean... My ground floor's at one long way down now. <laughs> I remember the Sons of Elvis. I remember hearing oh. about you guys when I was touring, in the, and you were talking about the fat 90s before. Yeah. Um, we had a van. Yeah. I mean, it was like I mean, vans, the, and if vans are us with a lot of money back then. Yeah, we had... a really diff- whole different world. We got... Uh, a, our label bought us a van and road cases, and we were thought we were, were headed... To, we're like, well, uh, mission accomplished... Yeah, next Zeppelin. You did it. Here we come. It's now it's just a matter of playing out the string because you. It's a matter of just. It's all downhill. I, well, I, now, now the label actually they want your van. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they, they want your van. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dave, t-shirt sales, and they own your car. Dave, what's the biggest bus you ever had? Um, it was multiple buses. Multiple buses. Yeah, we had two of them. I guess I could have had three, but then, we, you know, but everybody, we didn't adapt well to the big rock thing. So people got lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, we all get our own bus. But then it was like, well, what do you do on the, you know, yeah. what do you do on the bus when the girls are gone and stuff like, where's my buddy? So, but we had two buses and um, we had them like what they call in the business wrapped with the logo, uh-huh. giant fire, oh you know, and a giant bull god and stuff. And it was, it was, you know, it's the America dream. You had to go. I had to go that far. And, uh, it was insane. And what years are we talking about? This was like 2000, 2001, right before I just took a break because mm-hmm. things got nuts. Yeah. 
That was the. But you know what? You're, I gotta say, your most recent album is as good as anything you've ever done you, with Monster Magnet. You beat right? me to it. That's exactly what, there. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Dude. Yeah. You know, I, I just try to be, uh, you know, you got you to gotta be true to it. You got to, you know, when the going gets weird, mm-hmm. you know, the weird get pro, like Hunter S. Thompson said. Yeah. Um, it, it's like I ain't getting any younger, so I feel weird and squirrely and old, and that's the kind of music I make now. And it seems to work because nobody's called me on it, you know. It's, I just keep going. Can I tell uh, um, the first time I saw Monster Magnet story? Yeah. It was at the Cleveland Odeon. I don't know. You were playing with Corn. Let me be clear. I was there seeing you, and I did not watch Corn. Oh, that was a brutal tour. No yeah. offense to Corn, except the obvious offense. Oh, I have plenty of offense. But uh, <laughs> I have plenty of plenty of heaps of it of offense. Well, there, on that yes, tour. yes, there, I have. How much offense do you want? Well, I can sell it by the pound when it comes to. They're the, the elder statesmen of horrible music now. It was a bad time. Bad time. It 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 bode it bode ill for the future. Mm-hmm. But remember when uh, they came through, it was like, mm, yeah. I don't think things are going to get better, and they didn't. I remember around <laughs> that time, someone was like, just someone was like, watch this kind of music's going to catch on. This these, uh-huh. and I was like, no way. Yeah. No one. The world. The Americans yeah. don't have that bad a taste. Yeah. And well, they do. They have much yeah. worse taste even. But. I remember at that show, uh, and I'm sure you did this many times, but you, you, Dave, you, you gave your guitar to the audience and they passed it around the whole floor and then you kind of summoned it back. And I was watching this and I was like, I would be, at some point I'd be freaking out Mm -hmm. because there's literally hundreds of people pawing at and tearing apart his strat, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, and you you just like summoned it back and remained like totally cool and calm for this one and it went over on for like 20 minutes probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they would yeah it, it was, was a big awesome. giant psych like a psych thing i would just like do that and um i really just to see just to prove that people would actually could actually be cool enough to do it and they did it i mean nine times out of ten they'd get it back as long as you don't scream at people mm-hmm. they're nice because then, you know, yeah. and conversely, corn <laughs> would scream at people, and then everybody in some horrible, like you know, lip pierced freak out at the end, you know, kill each other. <laughs> oh, so you have when you, because Dave, you come up, Dave Windorf, you come up, and you're coming from a very, a very, I don't want to say traditional, but you're coming up from. You're not just some some metal doofus. No, I was a grown man. I was like, you know, I was a grown, I was like a 32-year-old man yeah. who had already, like, spent his, I was a, when I was a kid, I, the first concert I ever saw was Slade, featuring guitarist Dave Hill, by the way. Oh, Dave Hill. I love Slade. I was yeah. just talking, um, do you, you must know Monty Connor, right? Um, why do I know that Not name? key to the story. But okay. uh, he, anyway, I thought you might. He, I think he founded Roadrunner. But someone told yes. me, yes, yeah, that guy. I know that guy. Someone told me that he was, because I claim that I'm the foremost Slade fan in North America. And then someone was just like, no, Monty Connor is. And I finally <laughs> met him, and I, I think he, <clears throat> that he might be the foremost. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's rare that you get to talk Slade with anybody. No, I mean, I, I think a lot of people have blotted out memory. They don't because look at those guys and listen to them. It's like that really happened. 
That's mm-hmm. the other. I played Raining in My Champagne, and then I played Twin Earth last night. Mm-hmm. Dude. Well, yeah. talk about, I mean, punk rock. It's like it doesn't get any more punk rock than that. Like, chew on that, man, you know? Yeah. Have some weird gnomish red-haired guy in a top hat and some, like, <laughs> like prematurely bald guy with long straight hair going, Nyeh! I mean, that literally, literally, it's like beyond words. Yeah. And that just shaped you forever. Yeah, it was that. It was psychedelic rock see, and psychedelic prog, Hawkwind. Black Sabbath, oh, yeah. early, you know, it was all early, early 70s, and then the switch into glam would all mm-hmm. happen at the same time. And then by the time I was old enough to actually do it, I was at CBGB's with the Ramones, and, and, there, and it all seemed kind of the same thing. It all had, you know, there was more money involved here on one thing, but it, but it was all kind of rock, and it was definitely a traditional, more of a traditional way of doing things than the new metal scene, which was really, really like a sh- like shilled. Like mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the first hard rock things I've ever seen shilled like a bubblegum machine mm-hmm. by big record companies. You know, they shilled that like they would shill the monkeys in 68. So, and, and all the kids, they thought it was, you know, cutting edge and blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize they were just buying a big load of, you know, prepackaged crap. Yeah. But anybody who'd been around knew it was like, well, this is like... Well, I, I guess it's something. And also, look, the, first of all, the Monkees had top-notch people writing songs for them, and the word was out that the Monkees were was a was a prefabricated thing from the get-go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It was out there. But Corn is going around acting like they're legit. That was such a weird time, man. It was just like uh, it was like right pre-dig, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when when. Analog had gone as the whole analog world has gone about as far as it could go. Yeah, I mean they had tiny little fax machines and everything was about to go crazy. And obviously, kids didn't have the patience for anything else. To, you know, they didn't have they didn't have the patience to be challenged by their entertainment. You know, it was just just give me what I want. Well, what do you want? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Give it, give more. You know, yeah. and um, so that era of being cool and exploring things and taking your time to figure out what's cool was was over and everything was getting chopped up the niches and like just doled out with giant spoons of money mm-hmm. and that was one of the things i remember it was that and uh and and dj culture that you know was starting to get shoved on every well, not shoved but actually just offered up and eaten up fine mm-hmm. it just didn't leave any time for for the old folks or the people that like to think about stuff, and indie people too, uh, indie snobs and stuff. They all didn't know what to do. Everyone was, everybody was kind of like, "All right, this is the way it's going to be." And it's like, yeah, we're bypassing all you guys. Mm-hmm. And even I remember even Marilyn Manson went down in in that uh, in that crush. Yeah, everybody, everybody. When the when the shakeup comes, people get shook up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, you can just see guys with guitars at train stations and bus stations waiting to go home. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and like the new, the new world is here. The new kid is here and he's going, my father touched my butthole. That's my song. You know, it's a child, remember child abuse rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a Papa thing. Roach. Papa, Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah. Papa Roach. They, uh, I, I had a, a very long story about my encounter with Papa Roach. That, whoa. I hung out That's with them. That's a sentence you don't hear a lot. Yeah. It was, it was a thing where it was, it was, I'm, I'm not going to tell the whole story. Because it would, there won't be any show left by the time it's done. But I was writing for a basketball magazine at that point, and they asked me, "Hey, would you like to uh, 
go to this uh, event over at Chelsea Piers, uh, the guys from Papa Roach are going to play four contest winners from who won this Jim Beam contest, and they're going to play full court basketball against Papa Roach. And each team will be assisted by each team had one member of the Harlem Globetrotters on it. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my whole life. And then Papa Roach watching these four out of shape contest winners play the four out of shape guys from Papa Roach. And then also two guys on the Harlem Globetrotters just totally pulling their punches now. They could have wrapped the game up in like two minutes. You can imagine the, the discussion with the with the with the uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. What is this? What is this stuff? You know? <laughs> yeah, they're just. We gonna play with these guys? Yeah, they're wondering what. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks for catching yourself on that. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, not as good as a win, is it? Yeah. So, Dave Windorf. Yes, I'm. You did the you did the re the recontextualizing album of Last Patrol. Yeah, I went on. I went on like a mad ringer and started like redoing stuff to suit the new Monster Magnet sound, basically. Mm-hmm. With, and uh, it was really fun. And Came that, up with new songs out of it and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because I, I went to the studio once. I watched Dave work on the the Last Patrol album. Oh, wow. It was the craziest thing I ever saw in my life. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. How <laughs> he was doing the things he was doing. It was like a one-man Hawkwind. I'm just jealous. Well, not one man. It was you and the. It's Phil. You and yeah, Phil, Phil was there. I watched some video where just even the amps set up. It gave me a. A condition. Yeah. Oh, you should come on with us sometime because it's it's like you're a fantastic guitarist, dude. How do and, you know um, that? Because I see, I got the YouTube. Oh I can man. See. And, um, that's, a, that's high praise. It's, uh, you, no, Thank it's you. really, really good. I mean, you got that, that, the surf thing down. That's a hard thing to get. Are you, what, you might yeah, be watching hard, people videos. don't get that. And that's a lost art. <laughs> that's going to be like jazz in 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like hard rock and, and surf and all that that's going to be guitaring. It's going to be such a tiny praised thing that will stand in some weird club. In some foreign city, and people will pay like two hundred dollars to sit at a table to watch us go. And this is a Fender Twin. Yeah. Remember these things? We'll roll it out and dust off the cobwebs. And well, I think it's it's not. I, I mean, this is. It seems like people don't like. It's not cool to be good at the guitar. Like the it, the young kids, mm-hmm. they don't they like. I go to Guitar Center. I'm like, just get out of here. Go practice. Mm-hmm. Come back later. Yeah. No, it's not cool. Nuance is like dead. You know, there's no time for nuance. The whole thing is now is that there is no time to shill yourself and be good at what you do. You either choose one. You either be good or you shill. Yeah. Because nobody cares. Nobody looks that deep. They don't really care if you're yeah. that good. Yeah. I mean, I guess someday they will, but right now the whole thing is just to be out there and be alive and uh, prove you're alive. A lot of talking, man. I mean... Talk has always been cheap, but it's never been cheaper than 2015. That's, uh... Never. You always... You know what the thing is? You're singing your songs all about, like, the way... Because you grow up, you're listening to, like, Hawkwind sing about just, like, space apocalypse and things like that. Yeah. But now you're doing real apocalypse stuff. 
Yeah, who needs, I mean, who needs, you know, who needs the fake apocalypse, you know? We've got that in movies. You can go see the Avengers or or, or any superhero movie or any, you know, fantastic blow em up movie and all that stuff, and we've had them for a while, but now they're bigger than ever. Fantasy is is an indulgence. I just, you don't, it's like, it's not going to mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me now. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have a fantasy that could take me out of the adventure of actual life, but... Man, I mean, now, this time period is the most insane time ever, but I don't hear it in the music at all. Mm-hmm. That's a weird, like, at least in the 60s and the 70s, it was reflected some way in the music. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody, especially top of the charts, nobody's singing about what it feels like to live now. It's kind of bugging me out. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all I do. Sing you know, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know... And who you got to listen to? about it, but the same thing is like, how can you live in the 20, early 21st century and not realize that things are like crazy and odd and funny and weird and not think about it? Mm-hmm. You, know you, sh- you know what you should do, Dave? Go to, band, do you ever go to Bandcamp and check stuff out? Oh, yeah. Go, go to, to Bandcamp all the time. Go to apmike.bandcamp.com. <laughs> AP Mike has music up there. I'm telling you, this guy... Dave, this guy is like he's like he's like he's like Leonard Cohen in this. He way. is. It, it is like Leonard Cohen. I heard the thing that that last summer. What was the thing he released last summer? It was. Uh, what was the thing he the did? The story that, of the kid. Yeah, Michael Perry. He did the it, song. Insane. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, it's like. It's, I don't care if he's serious or not. I don't care if that was a mistake. Oh no, he's serious. But do more because that sounds like now. Yeah. Mike sounds really, like it's, it sounds like yeah. a Daniel Close. If if you if a Daniel Close mm-hmm. illustration would sound like something, uh-huh. that's what it sounds like. He's, you know, the, you know. I'm so glad you said that. Doesn't but now it? I'm never going to hear the end of it from this guy. He's going to be <laughs> saying, "Well, Dave said." I'll be saying, "Like, hey, Mike, can you don't just drop your can of cores on the floor?" And he'll say, "Like, well, you you heard what Dave said." I'm like a Daniel Close. Comic it's a Daniel Klaus. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got to do a whole album of it. It doesn't count. That's the way the rule goes. Rules go. I, I mean, think. You, yeah, you have to do a whole album, and then like, and they, so he's got to sweat now. He's got to follow it up. That's the rule. I think so, right? Yeah. You That's hear that, rule. Mike? You got to do an album. You, you can't follow it up. Collaboration. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you go get set it up? Yeah. Why don't you get Monster Magnet to back up AP Mike? <laughs> that's got that. Euro- yeah. European festivals written all over it. Yeah, I European. can bring him down to yeah, like you know, hostel. Bring him down to Studio Euro- Thirteen in Red Bank, where you were. Yeah, it'll um, be like, yeah. I'll, you hear that, Mike? You'll be down in Red Bank recording with D- Dave and Phil. But you got to pay. You can't just expect these guys to. These guys aren't like that. That other dude you're taking for a ride with all. Mike's got this guy he takes for a ride, Jesse. He's taking him for a ride. Jesse's like. I think Mike's promising him things he's not delivering. On. But you what go, a cut! A cut of what? Exactly. A cut of the stream. Yeah, forty yeah, percent is cut of sound. I'll get. Yeah. I'll get a cut of uh, of uh, Apple Music. Yeah, Here's your half a cent. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna cut him in on all the Spotify money that they get. All that Spotify, man! I got a check from Spotify last month: one hundred and sixty-five dollars yeah. for over seventy-five thousand streams. Wow, that's. that's- that's actually one of the higher amounts I've heard. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's over, dude. I mean, it's like everyone who thinks you're going to make any money, get out, get out of my way. 
and let serious musicians actually do music because you know it's uh it's rough out there yeah well well what well what's the next rent when's the next what's the next thing for monster magnet i'm gonna um well, I need to go on tour because yeah. that's where the money is, and I have to like pay for my house and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm building the bunker in the backyard, so um, <laughs> more on that later. The <laughs> uh, so I need to go on tour, and mm. I get these weird things where sometimes the only offers I get are for stuff that was done, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So A and M records, which were heavily promoted in the fat 90s. Mm-hmm. It's weird being in a band that's been around for a while. It's yeah. you know you're not prepared. It's like you're never prepared for growing up. Any person, any American kid, isn't prepared for growing up. But growing up in a band and being around for almost 25 years, yeah. I have to look at these things and like, well, we love you know they're re-releasing. Not having anything to do with me, but they're re-releasing all the A and M records, which mm-hmm. were heavily promoted by giant record companies in the 90s, mm-hmm. and we'd love you to tour that. So I said, you know, but I have this new reimagining of it. And they're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Reimagining? Yeah. And it's a psychedelic dribble. Yeah. It sounds like some, you know, crazy old man sitting with a Mellotron and a pack of Marlboros. Yeah. No, they, and, want, they want you to do the other. Uh... So well, I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm turning that stuff inside out. I mean, no, they're not even going to recognize what it's. It's going to be the most fuzzed out, progified, psychified, bizarrified version. I love it. Of Monster Magnet in the '90s, it's going to be more on the on the uh, Super Judge Twinner side of the sounds. That's awesome, nice. And uh, it, it, one way or another, I always manage to manage to like pull something off because in Europe, thankfully, there's people that are into the whole thing. They're like into music for music's sake, and not. Uh, but you got to do know. a show. You got to do a yeah. New York show. We'll, go, we'll do it. We'll do you it. Got it. Because the, the last tour. You had vocal stuff, right? You had vocal. You were sick. I got the flu. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. the flu, and it went down. It was like take him to the hospital, kind of stuff. And it was yeah. bad. So I had to cancel the last week of the tour, which Bowie Ballroom included. I, know. New York I was scared. I had already started pre gaming for that a week and or two weeks yeah. in advance. I couldn't wait. Uh, that was such a bummer, and yeah. it was a, it was a real bummer for me because we had already played all these places that not didn't matter, but mm-hmm. you know the the great the great wasteland inside the. Yeah, um, but now it's time to now it's time to for the people who are still holding on to that. You got to let them cash their chips, Dave. Well, I learned my lesson. I think I'll start off in New York this time. Yes, not you know Detroit. I mean? You started off in Detroit last time. <laughs> yeah, but Detroit's really good for us. Detroit oh, no. really is. Oh no, you go um, to Detroit. I'm fine with you going to Detroit. You yeah, start just don't end you, in New York. Yeah, right, the last. They show. get it after we get it. America is a weird place to tour now. It's a very strange place. Quite different than it used to be. Well, wait. You think it's weird now? Wait till you're out on the road with AP Mike and Dave Hill. <laughs> wait till well, you're going to be like, you're going to be like, yeah, I guess it. <coughs> I, I wish I could go back to how weird it was in 2015. No, it's okay. I mean, I actually like that idea. Uh-huh. We do, you know, start doing stuff. Right? I mean, it's really got to the point where it's why not the band set up on the on the floor and have the audience be on the stage because really that's a better allotment of space. <laughs> that would be, you know, yeah. you know I mean, it's just a protest against anything like we're, we're, we're flipping this thing on his ear here. Mm-hmm. The audience sits on stage and tables and the band sits up on the floor and it's like, well, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, I love it. I can't wait to see you again. Are you, you're around. I want to, let's meet up. Yeah, absolutely. Hit the road. I'm here. I took the whole 
I took the whole summer off. I went off the grid. Mm-hmm. No computers, no nothing. I read a ton of books and visited nuclear facilities, um, ancient nuclear facilities from the from the Cold War, mm-hmm. um, on a bicycle. I tell you, you you are That's- pushing the. You're it, pushing it was, the boundaries, That's man. the perfect summer yeah, right it, it there. Was nuts, but you know why? Because you'd think it's like, well, how long will that take? A couple of days? Mm-hmm. There were so many nukes around here, and, and my head got so strange from doing this. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to go to this place. It's Atlantic Highlands, mm-hmm. New Jersey, on top of yeah. a mountain. And there used to be, like, NORAD, you know, like, you know, yeah. total, you know, strategic air, mm-hmm. air defense. And all the old hulks of the buildings are there and these big pits where nukes used to be. It was truly, truly bizarre. Wow. And then I bought an old Mellotron and kind of locked myself in a, in a shed oh. for a month. Dave, I love it. I love that this is where you're at with the stuff. And I can't wait to hear you and the Mellotron and AP Mike. Dave Windorf plus Dave Hill times AP Mike plus Mellotron. <laughs> You have to be in there playing the Mellotron, dude, because you got to get, you got, we have to yeah. pull off some, uh, like side two of, uh, side two of fragile or something, you know? You got to take the Rick Wakeman. Yeah. You got to take the Wakeman thing. The great thing about the Mellotron is that it doesn't shut up until it wants to shut up. And when it does want to shut up, it goes completely off. So it's this giant surging, wheezing beast, like approximating a string. Mm-hmm. It's like the sound of an electric teardrop. It's the saddest sound. And then the signal drops out, so it just cuts off. So anyone that tries to play it, mm-hmm. pro or non-pro, always sounds like the same guy. Yeah. It's really That's cool. awesome. Dave, thank, thank you for, for calling in and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and giving everybody a treat. I always yes. love talking to you, buddy. You know oh, that. Thank you, too, man. And Dave Hill, it was a pleasure to meet you. I hope I see you again. Likewise, I, I yeah. I'll put you guys. Thrill. I'll put you guys in touch. Yeah, please do, please yes, do. Because I'm a, a big fan, Dave. Um, I think you're really, really funny. And uh, oh, thank you. That's an, and that's uh, an honor. I, I I really truly enjoy people that speak softly. <laughs> well, you and, just hit Easy Street then. <laughs> well, you know why? Because I think it's important. <laughs> the din, the din is getting so loud that I I tend to go for. Uh, you know, the softer voices because <laughs> everyone else is making just too much loudness, myself included. <laughs> oh, Dave, man. I love you, buddy. I love will, you too, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Right, awesome. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Bye, Dave. Right, bye. That was odd. He's, he's spending his time exactly as I would want yeah, or I imagine could, what he's cry. doing. <laughs> I could cry. Like, it almost seems like you could have written down on a piece of paper, like, I what do you think, Dave? Windorf is doing, you'd be like, probably riding his bike to, to uh, decommission nuclear facilities <laughs> and then playing a Mellotron. Oh, man, it's perfect. No, he's, he's I don't cool. even think I could have. He exceeded my expectations. Yeah, he's the coolest. I love I love Dave Windorf. I knew you would. You would oh, like my God. I, w- I, was, I was tongue-tied. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of his and Monster Magnet. I was mm-hmm. even going to bring up Shrapnel. Yeah. No, he was, he's, he's like the real deal. He, yeah. He has walked the walk his whole, uh, his whole life. Yeah. Who's good here, Mike? One. Best show. You're on the air with me and Dave Hill. Hi guys. It's Jefferson from Texas. Jefferson from Texas. What's going on, Jefferson? 
I'm I am awestruck by Dave Windorf. Uh, Dave Windorf was one of the first guests I ever heard on the best show. It was him and Matt Fraction, and I, I loved That's him right. before, and I loved him even more after that show. Yeah, he's great. You know who else is great? Dave Hill's great. Oh, thank you. Dave Hill's very great. And he's here. Thank you. I'm no Dave uh, Windorf. Nobody is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like. Sure, you are. It's like no, that dude is. <laughs> and that he's operating on a different plane. And I want, like, I wanted to ask. He's probably riding that bike in like a leather jacket and leather pants mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. No concession yeah. to heat. I've gone and like eaten lunch with him in like New Jersey and stuff, and he's just like, he's like a regular dude. But then you're like, you look at him and you're just like, well, no, you're still the dude from Monster Magnet. Like, yeah, you're still like a rock. Legend. And you know what the, you know what the bummer is about this whole thing? Guys like me and you, Dave, we gotta like sweat for it. Yeah. But then who does he gravitate towards? AP Mike. He hears the thing. He hears the spirit that this maniac is doing with his thing. And I threw that out there. I didn't know if Dave had heard that stuff. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. It's amazing. But now, but then he throws the thing down. Mike's got to do an album now. <laughs> so Mike's going to come in. Will you do an album, Mike? I guess I got to Why don't you do it? Because you could be like, like Leonard Cohen got a, got a later start, right? Yeah. Right? You're like the, you're like the Leonard Cohen of this age, Mike. Right? Like, each era gets the Leonard Cohen that they need. <laughs> the, right? The late 60s got the Leonard, they actually got Leonard Cohen. Which worked out great. Yeah. For him and yeah. for everybody, <laughs> for all parties. But now, 2015 going into 2016, <coughs> we need Mike to be our Leonard Cohen. Right? Just picture, picture like if Mike was at that festival where the people were starting to lose their marbles and then Leonard Cohen came out super late. It was as I said, hello, everybody. I'd like you all to hold up a match and let me all know that you're here tonight. And then, like, that would be Mike. Mike would be at some festival. He'd be like, hey, everybody. (laughs) He'd be, hold up your, what would Mike, probably probably want some, I don't even want to say what Mike would ask everybody to hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Frederick said Monster Mike Magnet. And look, Mike, yeah, I, I, I said that you should record with them. You're not going within 10 miles of those guys. You gotta write a check before you get into, into the thing with, uh, Phil and, and Dave. That ain't happening. You're not gonna take them for a ride though this way, this poor Jesse guy. <laughs> Jefferson. Yes, sir. What do you gotta say, uh, to Dave Hill? Well, since tonight was part two of two of the the monumental best of both worlds yes. crossover, I, I was going to ask you guys: Do you have any favorite crossovers? In the Scorsese verse, also counts, so you can say the Scorsese first. Well, no, but that was a, that was a flight of fancy I went on a couple weeks ago, where I was imagining all the characters from the Martin Scorsese movies teaming up to to help defeat an asteroid heading toward Earth. I'm trying to think of crossovers. You know, like when you were a kid and you'd be like, wait, why is this person on that TV Oh, like show? when Mork was on Happy Days and yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. that was like a long... That was like... 
I guess they must have known they were just going to, they're like, look, we're going to do some Mork from Mork show. Let's drop them on Happy Days first. Like, it's probably the most calculated. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, my God, the alien was on Happy Days. And then you're like, and then, like, and he has his own show now. But I, I still choose to believe that's how it happened. Yeah. But now, you didn't realize back then, they were just like, all right, we got the Mork. Where can we put this idiot? Get the word out. Let's put him on Happy Days. Well, that takes place in the fifties. Nah, no big deal. He shows up in the so then he shows up in the fifties. Like at that point, Happy Days barely took place in the fifties anyway. Mm-hmm. Like Scott Bayo had like a seventies haircut. Yeah. No, imagine a guy going into a Milwaukee uh, drive drive-in like mall shop with like long hair that point yeah they'd stomp them and how come they, they never uh th- there's no chuck the brother chuck's whole history is erased yeah they scrubbed him completely because he was dribbling that basketball upstairs <laughs> boom, boom, boom. they and didn't even say like he moved t- to another town no. or something there just was no brother and then fonzie <laughs> had horrifying. that horrifying remember the jacket fonzie started off wearing it was like a blue windbreaker Oh yeah, yeah. Cause he was, they were like, we can't have this guy in a leather jacket, it's too scary. <laughs> and then finally, they came up with a rule. Gary Marshall came up with this thing where he's like, he's like, well what if Fonzie only wears the leather jacket when he's with his motorcycle? And then they were like, okay, that's fair because you need to wear a leather jacket when you're on a motorcycle. And then, then Gary Marshall was like, every scene this guy's in, he's got his motorcycle with him. I don't care if he's in the, I don't care, I don't care if he, I don't care if he's in the, in Arnold's. He's got, his motorcycle's inside with him. And that's how that actually went down. He was then, so that he got the, to the motorcycle never left Fonzie's side. No, you're having too much fun. Goodbye. Best show. You're on the air. Hello? First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, you're gone. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is Evan from Saskatchewan. Evan from Saskatchewan. What's going on in Saskatchewan, Evan? Well, actually, I'm in Vancouver tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the rain, watching some... TV set, but um, I wanted to phone in and say hi to you and, and Dave, Mr. Dave Hill. You didn't Hello. make... I'm sorry, what? I didn't step on your Oh, that's all I had. Oh, I was going to ask, where in Saskatchewan? Moose oh, Jaw? I'm from... 
Yeah, I am from Moose Jaw, actually. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I got I'm raised in. That can't be right. Oh. No, this might yeah, be right. Yeah, tell me. I nailed it on tell one me guess. Moose Jaw. Yeah. I just have a weird autism for Canadian cities. Tell me about Moose Jaw. Flin Flon, Manitoba, Medicine mm-hmm. Hat, Alberta. Sure. Moose Jaw is where um, uh, Clark Gillies is from. I want to say Clark Gillies. Brian cool. Trache as well. Brian. Ch- oh, from the Islanders. New York Islanders. Then he played for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He lived That's on right, the street many. from my cousins in Manhasset. Are you? Brian, yeah, I went when I was a kid. I went and hung out on his front lawn until he came outside. The hockey I know star it, Brian Trottier. Yeah, so that must I know have been a brother, treat for him. These kids, he won't. was thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> these kids won't leave. He handled it with grace. Mm-hmm. Well, hockey guys his seem bro- to roll with that stuff a little more than maybe like like baseball players. It's like, don't they seem like the most like, like angry of all the athletes in terms of being just like. Like, they would literally be terrible to a fan, right? <laughs> like, they're just, like, mad, mad at them. It's like, wait, you're t- 22. Why are you, you – you didn't – you're not an old-timey ball player. Like, that's that, that happened already. So you, young man. Yes, sir. Evan, you did not yes. make it to Toronto to see us live, did you? Too far away. I didn't. I had well, I had tickets I for this. Yeah, I had tickets at some point, but I had to give them up mm-hmm. to continue working. I apologize sure. on the oh, west look, coast. Look, I appreciate you were in, but you, it was, it's a it's a commitment. I appreciate you trying. I want to say this though. Listen up, everybody. Sharpling and Worcester played in Toronto a couple weeks ago. Then Boston. We're ending 2015. Where? Philadelphia. This Sunday, December 13th at Union Transfer. There are still tickets available, and I'm telling you this. This show, we're going all out on this one and making this one the craziest one we've done yet. It's gonna be bonkers. And if you're on the fence, if you're, if you're saying like, oh, I don't know if I can go to Philly, I'm in New York, it's like, you're not gonna wanna miss this one. We got all sorts of stuff, special, fun things are going to happen. I want to tell you this. Uh, we will have uh, Neil Numberman did these amazing posters for the show that we will have at the show, and, and we will sign them afterwards for everybody will be out there. We'll have the box sets, the Grammy unnominated Best show box set, Sharpling and Worcester. Sure, 15 years of, of our lives documented. No, of course, yeah, by all means, let the, nominate that Jay Moore album instead. No, give him the nod. Jay, could you imagine a Jay, look, and Dave Hill, you're, I'm not going to drag you into my, the, the cobwebs of this, the, it's a trap and you never get out. Stay out. Of this. Don't enter, because you won't get out. <laughs> we'll have the box sets there. And this, I'm going to add on a special, exciting thing. Mike? Yes. What would you think of this? 
You know you have those headshots you've had in the past? Why don't we set up a little table where you'll sign headshots? You'll sell you'll sell autographed headshots. Okay? I'll even spring for the new headshots. How about that? Who out there is there anybody out there and this is serious? Who can turn these things around but fast? I'll send you I have the file from the headshots you had before. I have the file. If somebody out there can turn these things around so we can bring them to the show, this is the time to get in touch with me. Drop me a line at Twitter or uh, best show best show for life at yahoo.com. And it's number four. Best show number four life at yahoo.com. Will he? Will Mike sign them as Dennis? Someone wants to know because who can't? Who doesn't? Rem, who doesn't remember Mike's classic line when he said? Looking for it. Here it is. When Mike said, Hi, I'm Dennis. <laughs> um, yeah. Who doesn't remember that? So Mike will be there signing stuff. I'm telling you, seriously, do not miss this show. We're blowing out 2015 in a big way. Philadelphia. Union transfer this Sunday, December 13th. Sharpling and Worcester live. Tickets at stereolaughs.com slash tour. That's stereolaughs, L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour. We're going for it. You know what it's like to go for it at a show, Dave, right? Sure. That's the only way to, right? to do it. Exactly. Remember, in, nothing. remember in Cannonball Run when Burt Reynolds as JJ, he was playing JJ McClure was his character. Role name. of a lifetime. The role of a lifetime. And then Farrah Fawcett said, cause they were driving around in an ambulance and she was basically pretending to be a patient. And, uh, Burt Reynolds or JJ McClure said, um, we're racers, not rapists. <laughs> cause like, which I thought was a very, cause he said, and she said, why are you doing this? And he said, well, look, back then, when I was a kid, my father worked his whole life. He uh, had a dream to retire, go fishing, tell my mother lies. And then he uh, died right before he got to retire. So right then and there, I decided I was going to go for it each and every day, no matter what. I would go for it. And that's what we're going to do with that show. Where's the, where's the racist, not rapist part? Because she w- thought it was going to be some sort of sleazy situation that it, oh, was, oh. it was her and it was her getting into a van with uh, Dom DeLuise. Uh, oh, okay. I was, yeah. Reynolds I couldn't figure out why he was clarif- making that clarification. Jack E. Lamb. Remember him? The doctor with the <laughs> wonky eye. Sure. Yeah. They should reboot that movie. Wouldn't that be a good reboot? Cannonball oh Run. Imagine that now. Who would it be? Seth Rogen would be in there. We'd somewhere. have to get Seth Rogen. You'd have to get Ben Stiller. Yeah. Throw him a mustache on him. Ryan Reynolds would probably be with Burt Reynolds in it, right? Yeah. Like some some slab of beefcake. Yeah. Have to get be maybe like, that Ryan Ryan Gosling and yeah. and Ryan Reynolds agents yeah. to fight it out for who gets the privilege of the movie that will end their career (laughs) um but then you'd have to get like uh because they had roger moore thought he was james bond in the movie so what if they got like p 
Pierce Brosnan to update that. How is this not mm-hmm. happening? How are how is this coming up now? People, people are picking up their phones. Yeah, on right. the West Coast right now. Right now they're yeah, just like this. Would this this is a call to arms? They're calling Hal Needham's estate, <laughs> saying, "Who's got the rights for uh, Cannonball? Who's got Cannonball locked up?" <laughs> but little do they know, I got it locked up. And wait till you see this Cannonball run. You get Jessica Simpson in the Fair Fawcett role. Yeah. Bring her, cause her, she could use that. Sure, that would be that exact, spike in her career. Cause She's that's perfect timing. That's exactly where Farrah Fawcett was at that point. Yeah. Like, still a pretty lady, but had seen more, more bountiful days career wise. Yeah, she, she had a few miles on her. No yeah. pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was to reboot, it would be Dave Windorf, AP Mike, Dudio, you. Fredericks from Newport Richie, Danny D. <laughs> Danny D. Racing across the country. He'd be driving. I, his, I'd like to see it. He'd be driving in a devil's mobile. With, with empty, half empty big gulps. No, like yeah. two thirds empty big gulp, mm-hmm. big gulps lining the floor. Uh-huh. As he, <laughs> yeah. On your show last night, a trucker. What was the trucker's name? Vaughn, the Va- trucker. Vaughn, V-O-N. V- couldn't, yeah, well, he, he had a name you would want him to have. Yeah. He, I asked him a, what I thought was a pretty valid question about trucker law out there, and he denied it. I sw- I'm trucker sure. Trucker justice. Trusher, trucker justice. Yeah. There is no way these dudes don't police themselves. Like, we're not oh, bringing yeah. the cops in on this. We'll take care of it. Yeah, it's like the tire iron justice, probably, yeah. right? Like asleep in the cab, and then the next thing they come out, and or they go and they're taking their free shower, and they come out, their truck's on fire, and it's like, well, truck, and the <laughs> trucker looks at, it, he's like, well, trucker justice. <laughs> yeah, he knew he had it yeah. coming. Or he goes and they're pouring gasoline all over the truck. He says, "Look, can I just get my duffel bag out?" <laughs> There's a picture of my kid in there. Yeah, just let me get my duffel bag before you torch it. Can I just get my... It's like, yeah, you got 30 seconds. Whatever you can carry. Oh, man. I actually... I don't know why I haven't brought this up with Vaughn the Trucker, but my dad, in the past year or two, from out of nowhere, he he was a lawyer his whole career, showed no signs of uh, wanting to be a trucker, for mm-hmm. example. And then he started... And he's 83 years old now. Mm-hmm. And he started telling my sister, like, hey, you know, God, I... Man, every time they'd see a truck on the highway, he'd be like, "Man, I love those trucks. I'd love to love to drive one of those eighteen wheelers." And mm-hmm. and we, she's like, "It's the weirdest thing." He brings it up all the time, and we thought it was like, <laughs> "Well, dementia, I guess." And then uh-huh. I started asking him to see like, what's he saying about this? And he's just like, "Oh man, they're just really, they're just great." And uh, so I started investigating. I'm like, "I'm gonna, I don't know where this is, this urge is coming from, but if he, if he wants to drive a truck, I'm gonna." do my damnedest to get him behind the wheel uh-huh. of an 18 wheeler yeah and it's really hard to do i i called a truck driving school and i was like you know i want to do this for my dad and he's like well he's gonna have to um go to school for six weeks before he can get behind the wheel and i was like well did you hear the part where i said he's 82 mm-hmm. and he's like that doesn't matter so you know mm-hmm. yeah so and eventually uh-huh. like uh-huh. my sister talked to him again and he and he's like you know i'd be i'd be happy just to ride in the passenger seat so we we found a trucking school, uh-huh. and this guy drove us around. We thought ten minutes—that'll be fun. Then we'll yeah. go grab lunch. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half, mm-hmm. 
my sister, her, my, my nephew and me in the, in the, the back compartment that were the part you assumed to be reserved for sex and cocaine. Sure. We're back there. Yes. And my dad and this guy, we drove around for an hour and a half longest. Uh-huh. Hour and a half of my life, but <laughs> you're just getting jostled <laughs> and waiting for your dad to be like, "All right, I get it." No, he. I, we had to drag him out of. Like that. He would have hit the road with that truck. Oh, like if yeah. that trucker was like, "Where was this in Ohio?" In Ohio, yeah. Like if this trucker was like, "All right, we're going to <laughs> we're going to New Mexico. I got a load. I got to bring this to New Mexico." <laughs> you wanna? You wanna? And. He's like, are you in or you're out? Your father would have been like, <laughs> I think, yeah, absolutely, because he had nowhere to be. Yeah, yeah, he could still be. be on the road. He would. That would. You're allowed to do whatever you want. I know. Right? I thought it was pretty cool. I think that's awesome and good. Good for you guys setting him up in the rig. He still brings it up. I've tried to impress him and make him proud in so many ways mm-hmm. my whole life. Uh-huh. That's the only thing that got any traction with him. Was was getting him yeah, <laughs> to ride the truck. In in a, a, a truck. <laughs> he still talks about it. That is awesome. Um, Bye guys. Bye. Let's take another call here. Hello, best show. You have a collect call from an inmate at Curran from Hold Correctional Facility. Do you accept the charges? Like this is a, a call from a, a, pri- a prison from an inmate? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely accept the charges. Oh, hang on, hang on. Sorry, let me turn my tunes down. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Wait, is this Roy? How'd you know it was me? Well, I, I recognize your voice. Oh. And then, yeah, wait, what, what was, I heard the, I heard Hall and Oates. Yeah, rich girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that play, so the, your voice plus the Hall and Oates tipped it that oh, it was you. Oh, you put two and two together. I did, yes. Fair enough, mm-hmm. fair enough. What were you playing that song on? Oh, my iRiver MP3 player. I, I, I snuck it into the hut. <laughs> what I did was I stowed it up in my... Oh, you didn't bleep me, did oh, you? Oh, yeah, no, I totally bleeped you. I had to... What? Come on, Roy. Um, are you kidding me? They're saying S-hit on Fargo like every two minutes, and I can't say that I stowed my iRiver MP3 player up in my... Did you do it again? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh. Well, look, to answer your question, I played that through, uh, you know, the cardboard, uh, paper towel tube. That acts as a speaker. Really? Yeah. I'm learning all kinds of fun things in here. Uh huh. Well, can I ask you about here? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Why, why, why on earth are you in jail? Oh man, check it out. I got a total bum rap. You know, they still say that in here. Bum rap? Yeah, yeah. That's like a thing? Oh yeah, G- they all say it. Guys are saying they got a bum rap? Look here, see, I got a bum rap, see? Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple guys talk like that still. Are those old guys? Guys in their 40s. 40s? 40s. Guys in their 40s, that's like a Jimmy Cagney voice. Who? I, I barely know who that is either. No, Peter oh. Brady said on the Brady's, remember? 
on that show, the Brady's. Yeah, on the Brady's. That show. The when yeah. I think it was called the Brady Bunch. What? <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Not no, the remember, Brady. here's a story about the Brady's. Yeah. They're doing stuff in California. Yay. You're mixing up different shows. I oh, think. I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, well, look, why am I in here? Yeah. Oh, you seen Creed yet? Creed. I, 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 yeah, I ain't talking about the cool rock group everyone can't get enough of. Uh-huh. I'm talking about the newly released installment in the Rocky franchise. Yes, Creed, which is about Apollo Creed's son. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I, I ain't actually seen it on account of being in the hut. You know they got Carl Weathers' actual son to play his movie son, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. I know for a fact they didn't do that. The the actor who plays Apollo Creed's son is um named Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Crack IMDb much? It don't sound like you do. No, they got Carl Weathers Jr. to play him. Carl Weathers J- Jr.? Yeah, the fast food Empress Mario. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Uh, crack a Southwestern hamburger chain much? It don't sound like you do. Carl Weathers Jr. is the CEO of Carl's Jr. Why? Uh-huh. The bur- Carl's Jr., the burger franchise. Yes. Uh-huh. That's just one of many fun facts I have in my awesome brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roy, you're still kind of beating around the matter at hand here of why you're in jail. Okay, yeah, I guess I did get lost in a side tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you remember a couple years ago when I tried to audition for Silver Linen's playbook and I was treated like an absolute utter subhuman by David O. Russell? Yeah, well, I do remember that, and um, you clearly have a different version of things. I remember hearing the story from you and taking away from it that you scared him so bad um, David O. Russell, the director of Silver Linings Playbook, you scared him so badly that he had to, like, call the police on you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he, he don't know good acting when he sees it, you know? Hollywood don't. And I'll tell you, anti-subtlety is lost on these Hollywood ash olays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ash-o-lay. See, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know I you're. I know even though you're on the Internet, you're still super uptight about people cussing. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, we try to do it as a, a show that's not just obscenity-laced. Oh, like the Brady's. Why, was that obscenity-laced? No, I'm saying it's like a, that was a family show. Your show's a family show, too. Well, not... Not, not like that guy Dave Hill's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, his has a curse right in the title of it. It does, yeah. Dave Hill's MFMFMFMFASS show. <laughs> I don't know if that's the title, Roy. <laughs> I think it's the goddamn Dave Hill show. What, are you having a smoker's convention over there? Well, Dave's here, and he's listening, and he's... He's there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hello, Dave. Hello. I'm super nervous. I ain't never been so nervous to talk to someone on the radio ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're talking... Well, you're talking to Dave Hill. Oh, my God. Well, how do you how do you know Dave Hill, Roy? Well, I started listening to WFMU when he went on the air. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, so wait, that's not true, though. <laughs> no, you called my show for a good nine years. When? During the run of of the best show on WFMU. Oh, I thought that was one long tedious dream. <laughs> one, one long what? Tedious dream. One long tedious like dream. Like a nightmare. Yeah. Sure. Just yeah. an endless nightmare that wouldn't stop. And when I left and then Dave started doing the show, then then you woke up from the nightmare? I did, yeah. And then it was heaven from there on out until I ended up in the hut. Uh-huh. Oh, I, did, I didn't tell you how I got in no, here, did I? you still didn't say how you ended up in jail. <laughs> okay. So, look, anywho, one day I get word that they're going to be shooting a, a Creed scene at Johnny Brenda's. Have you been there? Yes. John, I have. It's a very small club in Philadelphia. It is indeed. It's so small, in fact, it was voted worst tiny stage to be on when crippling diarrhea strikes in Polestar magazine. I didn't even know that would be a category in any sort of contest. Yes. Maxwell's used to get it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So now so, Johnny Brenda's has it locked up. It is, yes. So yeah. I show up at Johnny B's under the guise of being a dolly grip. Mm-hmm. See, Tom, in showbiz parlance, a dolly grip is the guy who's in charge of keeping tabs on whatever dolls are being used in the production by keeping them in a giant pair of vice grips. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Roy. Maybe you're the dumbest thing I ever heard. A dolly grip. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is? A dolly grip works with the equipment for the, for the, for the lighting and the, and the production. Yeah, lighten those dolls. No, it's not about dolls. Roy, it's not a... Yeah, it's like that, that film that that Karen... Remember Karen Black was in the film? It was called, uh, oh man, it had three parts, and her part was called The Leg Stabber Doll. It was, no, it was a movie called Trilogy of Terror. What? Yeah. And hers was terrifying. Yeah. There was like a little doll that was chasing her around. Yeah, you know who played the doll? Who? Herbe Villachez. That's no, no, the doll was very small. No, he was saying, the legs, the legs, and he was stabbing him. No, that's, he did not, Herbe Villachez did not play the doll in Trilogy of Terror. Okay. We, we could agree to disagree on that uh, all night. Sure. I okay. guess one of us could probably crack IMDb. Yeah, I don't got no uh oh, I don't okay. got no internet access in here, That's right? That's right. Well, Roy, I got to say that that uh dolly grip thing is the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Okay, fair enough. Well, mm-hmm. look. So Oh, wait. Yeah. Now I'm now it's making sense. I think this is why the director, Ryan Coogler, he looked at me so weird when I demanded to see Rocky's dollhouses. Rocky's dollhouses. Yeah. So you're on set. Yeah. Pretending to be a member of the crew. Yeah. And you're asking, and you heard. So I'm assuming you heard that there was a a position called dolly grip, and then you interpreted it. However, you you figured it must be some sort of person who holds on to the dolls. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I seen it at the end of that movie, Night Shift. Mm-hmm. Remember that? This is Chuck reminding Bill to shut up. Is that what it was? Night. You're making Night Shift. Okay. 
Remember Night Shift? Yeah, it's the it's the Michael Keaton movie. No, it's the Fonzie movie. Well, no, that's Henry Winkler. Who? The guy who played Fonzie. Yeah, Windbreaker Man from yeah. Happy Days. Windbreaker Man, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. so you're on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're 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 asking to see Rocky's dollhouses. Yeah, right. And they're acting like I'm nuts. Can you believe it? I I I, I you know what? I can believe it. They're acting like I'm sketchy. Me sketchy, right? Who who could have thunk it, huh? Right. Yeah. So right? so so I'm getting the vibe. So I just kind of melt back into the background. Mm-hmm. You know, like that Bob Dylan song where he tells that woman babe to go melt back into the night. Remember that? He tells what? It ain't me, babe. Remember that song? Go melt back into the night. Go melt back. Okay. Oh, my God. You don't know. You have a radio show and you don't know Bob Dylan. Uh, okay. I'll take your. I know who Bob. I know. I know plenty of Bob Dylan. I didn't know the line melt back into the night. Fun fact. Yeah. The, the babe in his song. Yeah. Is the same babe in the stick song, babe. It's true, but but she's not the same lady in the stick song, lady. That was Carol Channing. Wait, hold on. So sticks when sticks did the song, lady. Yes, that's about Carol Channing. It is. Yes. That's insane. Remember her song, "I Love Sticks." Wait, what did she say? I love sticks. Carol Channing loves sticks? Yeah, remember that song? I love sticks. I have no idea what you're talking you about. You got a lot of music uh, lessons to learn. Yeah, well, you know, I guess I guess you're always learning. I always want I'm to always be- teaching. You're my student for life. <laughs> uh, okay, let yeah. me get back to, to business at hand, all okay, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Please. So when it's time for Adonis Creed, <laughs> that's not too much of a look-at-me name for a parent to give a child, is it? Adonis Creed. Adonis Creed, yeah, right? Now that's that's kind of that's very uh, that's that is very look at me. It is. It's like it's up there with Coltrane or Miles mm-hmm. or uh, oh my God, Joe Morello Jr. He was a classic drummer. He played with Dave Brubeck. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. again, I, I digress. In this scene, Adonis Creed, he comes into Johnny Brenda's. Yeah. And he sees his super hot new neighbor singing. And he's really impressed. And it's like, if he don't want to make the beast with two backs with her already, he certainly does now, right? Ew. What? Your phrasing is gross. Oh. It's weirdly... It's the, it's weirdly that terminology's tri- in the yeah, Bible. That's what I'm saying. It's weirdly... It's weirdly traditional, but you make it seem like, like gross and like like currently gross. I put a little bit of that Ziggler slime on the end of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. it had a little bit of that Ziggler slime on yeah. it. Yeah. So so people are dancing during this scene, right? Uh huh. And they pan across the crowd. Tom, panning means that they sweep across the crowd with the camera. No, no, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Okay. So as they're shooting it, I just slide into the line of people who were being filmed, right? They're reacting to the music. Yeah. And right after the camera hits me, I hear someone yell, cut! Okay. And then what Then what happened? Well, I was just doing my normal reacting to music thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, so you made them say cut. You're, you're, what were you, what were you doing? What was your reacting to, your normal reacting to music that would make them say cut? Well, my wife Rhoda describes it as the cross between Raj from What's Happening Doing the Robot and Stephen Hawking at a CBGB's hardcore matinee in 1985. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching the Chromags. Yeah, so imagining Raj from What's Happening doing the robot and imagining Stephen Hawking, what, stuck in the pit at CBGB's? At a, at a Cro-Mag show, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. and also I was doing that tongue-between-your-fingers thing at the camera. <laughs> oh, God. That's disgusting. Roy. So, so I get thrown off the set. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, I can completely believe that. That's 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 as believable as it gets, actually. Well, so I end up doing what any sane person would do after that. Mm-hmm. Um, any sane person? Yeah. Well, any sane person would probably go home. Right. And kind of think long and hard about what they did and, and maybe yeah. chalk that up to a, a like experience and then consider it a life lesson. Yeah, I didn't do none of that. Yeah. Yeah, here's what, what I did do. What? I drove my dune buggy through the front doors, and I did multiple half donuts on the dance floor, because it's so small, until several security guards put me in head, body, and leg locks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I sit here, American justice at its, at its, uh, at its peak, right? Yeah. Well, I, Roy, I gotta say, you, you, uh, yeah, no, that is American justice at its peak. You should be in jail. You, you easily could have maimed or even killed somebody. You're driving your dune buggy into Johnny Brenda's? Yeah, I had my helmet on at least. Well, I'm not concerned about you. Oh, you mean I, could, I could have killed other people. Yes. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You never thought about that. No. Yeah. Never entered my mind for a, for a second. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, yeah. maybe it so should I'm in, have. I'm in here, and you know what the worst part is? What's that? I can't go to the show you and the guy who looks like he's in a Teardrop Explodes tribute band are doing Sunday at Union Transfer in Philly. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a show down in Philadelphia uh, at Union Transfer this Sunday. I heard all about it, and you guys are really doing it. I I, I heard this show is selling tickets like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. Yes, the tickets are selling uh, very well. It's It's a big place. But the tickets are selling really well for the show. It's really exciting. Is it going to sell posters there? Yes, we have posters. Neil Numberman did these posters we're going to sell. Oh, my God. We'll be signing them after the show. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's really cool. And then to top it all off, you two get nominated for a Grammy today for that cool box set you put out this um, year. Yeah, well, that actually, uh, Roy, that uh, that didn't happen. Uh, we did not get nominated for a Grammy for comedy album or for packaging, any of the thing like that for the box set. Oh, well, those people there must know what they're doing. I mean, they did have the foresight to give A Taste of Honey Best New Artist over Elvis Costello and the Cars back in 1978, mm-hmm. right? Well, I guess that shows... Uh... Yeah, well, that makes me feel a little better because we we worked so hard on this thing and it it's a really embodies so much work throughout our lives and then to so maybe the grammy thing isn't as important as i thought it was oh i wouldn't worry about it right mm, no i i guess i can't wait 
Oh, no. What? What's, oh, no. What's going on? Oh, my God. What? They've run out of coconut cream tasty cakes, and the prisoners are running riot. In the, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to see if I can get the warden's car keys away from them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Haunch. Haunches have been riddled. Is that a laser? Oh I think I heard a laser in there. Oh. Roy, does anybody have a laser oh, gun? Haunches now. That hurts real bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Roy... Okay. Wow. Okay. So, wow. I guess that... That ends... Hmm. That might be the end of Roy. Roy Z. That might be the end of Philly Boy Roy. Hey, Mike. Yeah. So I guess the headline here, outside of Roy, I think, dying, is that you're going to be in Philadelphia. You'll be at the show. You'll be there. You'll be in the building. This Sunday. Are you the only one coming down from the crew? The Hulk. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, and that's great. It's great. So Dudio's coming. You're coming? Yeah. Dudio will be there. Pat Byrne, you coming? Wow. They're all there. The A-team is on the premises. Right? Who am I in the A-team? I'm H- Hannibal? Yeah. Right? George Papard. Yeah. Then AP Mike is the like Mr. T. B-A-Y-O-N-N-E. Baracus. Dudio, you're what? Murdoch. He's not face, right? No, that's Pat Byrne, the, 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 the trickster. Right? Dave Hill, how are you? Great. Are you having an all right time? Oh, yeah. It's so great I'm to have you. I'm having a great time. It's so great to have you here. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you here. And it was so much fun doing your show last night. Thanks for doing it. That, I had a blast. I yeah. hope you did. I did. I loved it. And people can hear that on the WFMU archives. Yes. The, uh, the, uh, the goddamn Dave Hill show. People sent cookies in, especially for that episode. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's nice. Two different people. Yeah. Sent cookies. And then Danny D brought cookies. He brought his store bought cookies. Sto- no thanks. No, but I'm not going to put him. Look, sure he, sure he got the bronze that night when in the cookie Olympics. Yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't like? I'll tell you what I didn't like. The echo on AP Mike's voice stopped for a second. I meant he was right outside the door. Oh, brother. <laughs> Best show. You're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, Dave. This is the Gregulator. The Gregulator. Oh, wow. You know the Gregulator? Yeah. Dave? For people listening who don't know who this guy is, and I'm amazed he hasn't told us about it yet because he's pretty uh self-promoting. He is comedian Greg Gethard. Yes. And he is the brother of comedian Chris Gethard, the yes. nationally known Gethard. Yes. Right? Um, I'm more um, uh, regionally known. 
Yeah, you're more of a you're more of a regional guy. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had my breakout national moment uh, quite yet. No TV show for me yet, you know, or anything in the works. Just I'm just strictly a regional name, you know. But mm. I'm reaching, I'm reaching for those stars, Tom. You're you're going for it, and I'm shocked that you didn't name drop your brother. In you went ninety seconds without saying. My brother is Chris Gethard. It's, it was hard. It's hard. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn restraint with not mentioning uh, Chris Gethard, um, who's in uh, Chile right now. Um, where where is he? Send his regards. He's in the country of Chile right now. Why? With his uh, wife. They're on. They're on vacation there or something like wow. that. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, I like that you pronounce it Chile. Yeah, like you, Dave. Like a local. I am in. Yes, like you, yes. Dave Hill. I am a, a man of the world. <laughs> like a local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chile. I sound exactly Chilean. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. You, Chile. It was like, wait a minute. I thought this guy was from. I thought this guy was from New Jersey. Wait, I, don't know, from I, I don't understand. Santiago. Oh, do, do you know my friend? Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> Or like like French people or whatever they don't they don't just say, uh, could, could I please have a hamburger? Yeah, and then go back to their French accent. Yeah, this I don't know why I'm going on. Yeah. No, letting this out this rage this out on your xenophobic show. Rage. <laughs> well, no, it started out. It's just more more. Uh, you know, I try to maintain a Cleveland accent mm-hmm. at all times. And what would be a Cleveland accent? This one. But it doesn't sound like an accent. This is a fancy Cleveland accent, you know. What would be private boys' school? Then what? What is, what is a what is a a a, 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 a like a common normal Joe Lunch pale guy? Riff raff Cleveland accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I could do it. It's it's more. I guess I'm told it's like a heart more. Uh, I had an apple. That's it. I okay. nailed it. You, <laughs> you see what a, I did to the A? An apple. You had an ample? A, a apple. An apple. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a Chicago a little bit. Yeah, it's because it's just down, you know, because Chicago is basically super Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just more. <laughs> you know? Sure. So you look at Chicago as like... It's a lateral move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In every way. And you had an apple. Yeah. Right. Exactly, but Greg, but I rid my I rid myself because I I had uh, I saw you know I knew what was ahead, mm-hmm. so I I trained myself. My, my friend Marsha Sparky Pop, who does who helps with all the web stuff I do, um, she um makes fun of me because uh, she says I have this New Jersey accent that I don't think I have a super strong New Jersey accent. I don't think so. But she'll be like, because I'll say like water rather than water. I, like, I'll go door number one on that every time. Yeah, water. But she's from Ohio. Where? Dayton. Oh, monsters. <laughs> <gasps> oh. Dayton. What are the what are the things? Because there's Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dayton would be the primary three. No, Akron. Akron is outside of is is there's closest Toledo. to Cleveland, right? Do we say Columbus? We did not. But Cleveland, Ohio is not one of those places like uh, where we're like, yeah, hey, we're Ohioans. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Ohio hates each other. Yeah, like like and everyone in 
in Cleveland. They're like, there's no allegiance. Like, oh, people are always like, oh, well, do you like the Columbus uh, hockey team? I'm yeah. Like, no. Why would I like them? What has what's that have to do with anything? Yeah. You don't look at it as a statewide thing. At no. All. I mean, there's some people in Cleveland that like Ohio State. There'll be a, an OSU game, and they'll be excited. And I'm, I never understood that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that's about. But no, there's no. Uh, I, I, I think Cleveland, Akron, and Toledo should just pool the resources okay. and see if they can't take out Chicago. Sure, and just become like an <laughs> Uber. Just the yeah, the best of the the okay. <laughs> the best <laughs> of the okay. So, I, I love Cleveland though. I do. Well, of course you love Cleveland. Love not crazy about Columbus. What or about Cincinnati? Cincinnati? No. No. Not at all. There's some good stuff in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Some good bands and stuff. Yeah. Ron House is from Columbus, right? Yeah. Gaunt were from Gaunt. Columbus. So many great bands. And then uh, Royal Crescent Don't. Mob. Do you know, remember them? That was that kind of. They were like the. Red Hot Chili no. Peppers of the Midwest. Yeah, no. See, that's what people said, but, uh-huh. but that's uh, well, to the un- no yeah. offense. Okay, no, please. Well, me. when I go back and listen to it, I understand yeah. why that. But when uh-huh. I was a, a teenager, I was like, why? Why yeah. would anyone say that? Yeah. And then now you go back and you're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think that guy slapping the bass might have been why people thought it was like that. Yeah, but they. I mean, I'm still uh, sure. Happy Chichester is the guy you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He played uh, keyboards and Afghan wigs and Twilight Singers. Okay. Had a band called Howlin' Maggie. Mm-hmm. Afghan wigs were from? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So you look at them. They might as well have been from Mars as yeah, far as nothing. you were concerned. I mean, Cleveland was, you <laughs> and know. it's the funniest thing because in New Jersey, people would be like, if a thing happens in New Jersey... It could be at the top of the state or the bottom of the state. And people, uh, unless you're so close to Philly that you identify as a Philadelphian, where you get these people that are like, hey, I'm from Philadelphia. You're like, where do you live? Like Cherry Hill, New Jersey. (laughs) It's like, well, no, that's, you live in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. You're not from Philadelphia. Yeah, that's like someone in in Louisville, Kentucky or whatever saying they live in Cincinnati. Yeah. You don't want to hear it. Or Lex, is it Lexington, Kentucky? Lexington, okay. One of the Kentucky cities that's close to across the river, sure. But, but yeah, New Jersey on the whole, people would be totally into like anything that happened in New Jersey. You'd be like, when everybody was high on Chris Christie, they're just like, he's our governor and he rules the whole state. <laughs> Nobody was like saying he belonged to Trenton. No, Ohio is the most divided. Forget like, it, Gregulator. Tom, what's going on, Chief? Well, I, I know um, I wanted to bring up um, something involving the best of both worlds. Um, of my favorite time, I saw um, two worlds collide at once. Um, and it was, um, I went to... a um, wrestling thing you're going to talk about? No, it's even dumber. It involves a renaissance fair. <clears throat> what did you see? Hillbilly Jim fight someone? <laughs> no, uh, no, there was no, um, there were no uh, wrestlers. Uh, shockingly, there was no wrestling involved with this. Um, okay. I went to uh, a renaissance fair a few years ago, the Pennsylvania State Renaissance Fair. Okay. And uh, I got off the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and I turned onto the road to get to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go down, like, four miles Yeah. Uh, on some state highway. Yeah. And a woman had a blown-out tire, and she was on the shoulder lane. 
and a uh, a knight was changing her tire for her. That's cool. That's the very definition yeah. of chivalry. That's right what there. It, exactly. Yeah, it that's... was so great. I'm so glad that chivalry um, chivalry was alive and well that day. And I think it was the best of both worlds. Okay. You know, the best of medieval times and the best of today. Now, Greg Elator, what do you think of these people who go to a Renaissance fair dressed in Star in Star Trek outfits and they pretend <laughs> that they were beamed down into the past? This happens? Yeah. Um, no, it can't happen. you got to be kidding me. Like, that's a thing? I think it is a thing. Oh, my God. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard of, and I'm shocked I actually haven't As far as you haven't done it. In that. As far as you didn't yeah, invent that. All you do is cause trouble. <laughs> Greg Elator, yeah. remember the time you did that show at a open mic comedy thing? And I got banned, that one? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what I'm, happened? I'm, I'm banned give from us the a, um, Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Yeah, give us a quick version of the story. Uh, well, I used to, as an Ohio native, uh, Dave Hill, um, I'm sure you know who LeBron James is. And um, he used to start, sure. uh, he still does start his games by throwing uh, baby powder in the air sure. in an elaborate setting. Yeah. I used to start my um, stand-up comedy set uh, throwing baby powder in the air like LeBron James. And, I can get behind um, that. Yeah, but bar owners usually don't. And I was in the uh, Philadelphia's Funniest um, Stand-Up Contest, and they had to refund eight drinks because the baby powder <laughs> got in all these drinks. Mm-hmm. And um, I was disqualified from the contest and banned from performing there in the future as a result. Okay, you're you're not you're not. I think you're simplifying things a little bit, though. The powder <laughs> didn't just get in a few drinks. It got in eight drinks. Eight. That's not a few. I got in eight drinks. No, but no. All you, over the- you threw the powder. Did it go into like the? It, did it go into like a vent? Yeah, I mean, it's apparently the the baby powder. Like this was like almost ten years no, ago. This is and what you're. Let me say. This is this is how you're. I'm gonna say this. Your brother told me the real version yeah. of the story. Okay, okay. You're 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 telling about one fifth of it. I'm you're going to, be, to, I'm you to and look. I'm going to tell you. And look, you know I love you, buddy. Oh, you're the best. Yeah, and this I story you. only makes you a better person. I think you said. And correct you like point by point. Stop me if I'm wrong. Okay. You said, "Hey, they're holding this. They're holding this uh, open mic thing, and they're being snobby about it." True or false? No, wait. Is he talking about something completely? I might be mixing up stories. I might be mixing. You you're mixing your story. up stories. Wait, you're mixing yeah, yeah, yeah. up your own. Yeah, story? he's mixing his own. I story. think I am. I think I am. Okay. Yeah. Well, Greg, your your story because yeah. your brother told me this when I saw him a month ago at a Knicks preseason game. <laughs> it took about half the game to tell, and it was one of the most entertaining things I've ever heard. You go, hey, they're holding this open mic comedy thing at this club in Philadelphia. It's snobby and they're excluding people, so I'm going to get on the bill and ruin it. True or false? I, I mean, yeah, I've done that many times. Yeah. So, so this is true yeah. or false? True or false? Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. I don't true. know what okay. specific time so then, Okay, so then you go to the show yeah. and you do your okay. LeBron James baby powder, this, uh, tossing it because he tosses it in the air, he claps his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it goes into the air conditioning, into like a vent, and then shoots out onto the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It circulates yeah. all yeah. the dramatic effect. Yeah. Eight drinks. <laughs> you made it sound like eight drinks. It'd be like, yeah, okay. Uh, you could you could open your wallet and cover the cost of eight drinks. And I, then I'm, 
And then, yep. okay, yeah. let me just continue. Mm-hmm. Then the club owner started screaming at you, and you had yes. to get on your hands and knees during the show and wipe down the stage. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did that at every... I, I did that at every open mic where I did the baby powder bit. I made sure I mocked up afterwards. Yeah, and everybody's sitting there watching you. He's like a yeah. Buddhist monk. Of of like, yeah, he's like a like a. You're you're like a you're like a uh, you're like Loki, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm this... um, the evil the evil North yeah, God, like a chaotic elf. <laughs> it sounds like a triumph. Did you win the I, contest? No, no, I was disqualified and banned from performing at that venue ever again. It's the well, only, those the those only two things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, you won oh, no, the contest. <laughs> I mean, I I won the hearts and minds. Yeah, I yeah. won the, the hearts and minds battle, but I didn't win the I didn't win the two hundred dollar gift certificate no one, or whatever the prize was. No one's going to remember that guy no, though. There's still yeah. people. Talking about the night they went to a comedy club and some adult idiot did the LeBron James thing and then the club owner started screaming at him and then the guy had to come back out and wipe down the stage yeah, to get all the, the, whole the powder back off the floor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You're, you, you've, you've made like, you know that 20 years from now people will still be saying, Hey, uh, Grandpa, tell the story <laughs> about the thing when you went to that show and some some moron threw powder and then you guys watched that idiot have to mop it up. While you were, like, coughing and needed an inhaler but from, then, yeah, from but, baby powder yeah, infecting yeah, your Exactly. Sinuses. Yeah, basically you, yeah. you gave him uh, white lung disease. Did, did right? you do any material or was it just... <laughs> what, what, yeah, what was what was your lit set list? It was essentially it was essentially my whole bit was like a five minute introduction. That was it. It was just me introducing myself like the Chicago Bulls used to introduce Michael Jordan. Just this elaborate introduction, and then I would leave and and then clean up. So you had it that was, song with that that Alan Parsons project song? Uh, serious? No, I didn't have the song. It was just like uh, uh, like uh, no, uh, on the stage. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Going coming down to the stage from Roxborough, Philadelphia. It was just like a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm going to say um, this though as a sidebar, Greg. You got to yeah. see the grimy dude who is the announcer for the Nets. This dude Oh. He looks like that guy from Faith No More, like the the guitarist. <laughs> oh, Big Jim Martin, the, the original with, guitarist. No, the one with the the dreads. <laughs> oh, yeah, the original yeah, with, yeah, the, with yeah. the long. The dude yeah, yeah, like yeah. really, yeah. really yeah. thrashing his dreads, and we care a lot, and we yeah. care a lot video. Exactly, and he'll just be at this Nets game, and he's like, "All right, Brooklyn," and then they put his picture on the, like they put him him on the jumbotron. Screaming at the crowd. I've never seen an announcer put on a jumbo truck. He's like, it's time to support Brooklyn. Let's hear it for the Knicks. Na- like, get on your feet and show some, you know. They've got people, the Nets are so bad, they just tell people to cheer for Brooklyn now. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the city that you will be in when you leave the arena after watching the, this terrible basketball team lose. Tom, I was at the uh, Sixers Cleveland, uh, the Sixers uh, Spurs game last night. 
the Spurs, who won by 51 points. Uh-huh. And at halftime, the Sixers in-house This guy looks like Predator. Look at this guy. <laughs> right? Oh. He looks like the Predator. He looks like a Predator yes, and we Predator. Related to somebody. To Catch Predator would be the show he would be on. <laughs> like, that would be like if Predator was a Predator. Yeah. Of Danny, Danny D on Twitter. Uh oh. This whole Nets thing in Brooklyn still makes me so mad. This guy didn't like, doesn't even like basketball. What are you all twisted about? Looking for, looking to be mad. Angriest guy I know. Yeah. He is, right? Danny D, yeah. He's like a powder keg ready to blow. <laughs> yeah. With a smile on painted egg. on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I checked the news. Yeah. Just scan the news for his yeah. name. Just waiting. Yeah. See a man in a devil's a devil's jersey <laughs> popping up in your um uh, with like a Martin Brodor bobblehead doll outside your window or something like that. Now, Greg. Yes. I know you have some dumb thing brewing that that yes. in the tradition of the story I just told scares me. Yes. Uh, on Sunday Pre-game, well before your show, I am hosting the first annual, first ever, Friends of Tom talent show in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I'm asking for any Friends of Tom who are available to come to a venue in South Philadelphia called Connie's Rick Rack, Mm -hmm. um, which um, is a great venue. Um, I once uh, was almost bit by a raccoon in the green room there performing when I was waiting to perform. Um, So there's rabid animals. And um, there's going to be a, a talent show, and I will. I am planning on spinning plates. Um, I've never spun plates before, but I am planning on uh, learning and mastering the art of plate spinning for the talent show. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was calling you, Tom, is uh, uh, there, the the uh, there there is a, a fee to get into the event. It's ten dollars, but any money we make, I'm gonna I'm gonna donate to. Uh, uh, where me and Chris Gersbeck, who are planning it together, plan on donating the money to uh, to an FOT friendly charity. So if you have anything in mind, you know you want to let me know. Uh, yeah. please do. We'll, that's who will give the uh, awesome. give the funds. To. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But and it will not last seven hours as rumored. It's going to last like night, an hour to ninety minutes, and then you go, you go explore Philly, and then you head up to Union Transfer later on, and uh, you know have uh, what what seems like it's going to be a wild ride. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Sounds good. So yes, that's the, what uh, that's time the, is that's that? the game plan. It starts at one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, and the show, I think, is at eight. Yeah, your show. Yes. Yeah, eight. Yeah. So he's not stealing yeah. audience. No, no, it still worries me. He's gonna I have somehow. My that's what I, I red flag. He's gonna do something <laughs> that somehow just <laughs> smears over onto our show, and suddenly. Then he well, says, yeah, like, people will be need medical attention. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, and then he's I gonna mean, be. That's what the regulator does. <laughs> he's like, that's what ha- when you get the regulator, that's what happens. I'm like, well, I didn't get you. This was not, none of this was my idea. It was all yeah. you on your own. Well, there is danger. There is danger that you could be you could be cut by plates. Um, and um, I'm also planning on uh, planning playing um, if the projector at this place works. Uh, my hit internet game, uh, Ska or Improv, for the first time live. Mm-hmm. 
um, if that's a selling point for people to to guess if it's a ska band or an improv troupe. Which made it on to uh, At Midnight. Yeah, and, and points for me. Yeah, points. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can get, you can get paid for that, but... Yeah. No, of course, of course not. I just, so you filled, I got, you filled like, broadcast time. You filled... Yeah. You actually, your content filmed a portion of a a, a, a television show that yeah. staffs writers. Make millions but, uh, of, it has writers and make millions of dollars. Uh, and well, millions. I got, millions. I got Yeah, millions. Let's not go nuts yeah. here, Greg. Well, yeah, whatever. They should have thrown you in that midnight T-shirt. I I have a few of those I could send. <laughs> send them. Would you? Would you I send them? That'd help. Because yeah, you won at midnight me. twice. I w- yeah, I did. I have a, t- I have tote bags. Who'd you beat in the final round? The last time I beat Eliza Coop and Max Silvestri. Okay. The time before that mm-hmm. was, uh, Matt Lucas and, mm-hmm. um, Margaret Cho. Okay. And then the time before that, I lost to Morgan Murphy. Sure. And then the time before that, I, I was, I could, didn't know how to work the buzzer. Uh huh. So I, I they, they kicked me to the curb. I they I, they shined the red light on me mm-hmm. and I had to leave. But so, I still got the T-shirt then too. But when you're you're there, you usually go to the finals. That's the idea. Yeah. I mean, now I know how to. First time I didn't know how to work the buzzer. Second time I did a little better. Now I know how to work the buzzer. So now, I feel like I'll just win from now on. What about the Act Three? The Act Three uh, curve, which is the it's a game of inches. It's the crux. Uh, it's the it's the it's the it's, the, it's what. The entire thing hinges on. As, yeah. as somebody who's watched it plenty of times. Yeah. The way you get to the finals, stay competitive for the first two two acts. Yeah, it's like a marathon. First question of the third one, you gotta win that one. Cause yeah. that's because the points are so much higher. Yeah. You win that, you go to the finals. Yep. And then it's anybody's game in the finals. Then it's down to uh because it's just whatever Hardwick the- yeah, or the Jesus. audience is they, the audience cheers or something. I can't I, remember. I'm so caught up in the I think Hardwick. the glitz and glamour. I don't know how it yeah. works. <laughs> but it's you know, it's yeah. nice. They give you cookies. Mm-hmm. I always have a great time. It is nice. Yeah. Look, I watch that show. I'm yeah, fine. I I'm love fine. it. I like that guy. I love. Yeah, he's I a delight. Him. I tease him a little bit, right? But he's the king. He can handle it. Yeah, he's the king. This guy's like running. And I'm here. I'm here scraping by on this thing. This is a sinking ship, Dave. The reason I brought I you here know. was to there ask for my show back. San Pelli. Well, I asked to come. Can I? Can can we alternate weeks at WFMU? That's why I wanted to. I do feel this. it's doable. It's doable. I could use the, uh, you know, <laughs> time I could off. use the time off. You yeah. know, I have a puppy. As I was telling you, like yes. you'd be doing me a favor. What's your puppy's name? Uh, the real name is is. Don't say the real name. Well, th- I, I always say the radio, a fa- the radio name because I don't want people calling her by her real yeah, name, so and she'll be like, "Hey, I know. I, I know guess that. I'll get in your van, yeah. uh, little <laughs> little Joe Franklin, little Joe Frank." Because I got her right after mm-hmm. Joe Franklin died, and I was mm-hmm. I was friends with Joe. Okay, so uh, it was a genuine, uh, you know, he, he lived in nice long. Anyway, not to mm-hmm. dwell on that, but so I was calling her little Joe Franklin, but then that was felt like a lot of work for both of us. Yeah. After mm-hmm. a couple of days, and then I had people calling in suggesting names, and mm-hmm. someone suggested I call her Danzig because mm-hmm. they knew my affinity for Danzig, sure. Glenn Danzig, yes. as yes. you know, 
mm-hmm. pride of New Jersey, Lodi. Yeah. And um, and then my friend Walter suggested I name her Lucifuge after the second Danzig record, mm-hmm. like more, so it wasn't so on the nose. Sure, yeah. And then I said, well, that sounds good. But mm-hmm. then, then I looked up what Lucifuge was, and it's like some sort of, it's the, de- it's the, the demon in charge of court in hell. Okay. Which, so I didn't want to seem like a lot of pressure to name her after like a, some sort of bu- weirdly bureaucratic <laughs> demon, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So you're, you're a demon, but you're a, yeah, you got, there's pusher. a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, the least fun demon. Yeah. So of I, all the demons. I just call her Lucy. Mm-hmm. L-U-C-I. But then, then I found, so uh, the longest dog name story you've probably ever heard. But also I found out that's the most common name for female dogs. Lucy. All the way, all that work to get back to the most obvious dog name. Of Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. But I do it L-U-C-I. Yeah. Which is fun for both of us. That's nice. Yeah, we right? have that. Yeah. And it's nice you have a hellhound. She's, right? she is a hellhound. Yeah. Right. You have an actual hellhound. She's an, yeah. Greg, Tom. where can people find out information on this this uh, spectacle you're putting together? You can, uh, if you go, there's a... Uh, that the, I am, fun. we are, uh, Sharpling and Worcester are, are, could not be more unaffiliated with the thing you're doing. I want that clear. <laughs> I hope everybody has a great time at it, but... But you, you, your hands are washed. This oh, is as bad as if yeah. he were to sell bootleg t-shirts yeah. in front of Union Transfer. Absolutely. No, th- it is... To my as, mind. It is as... It is as sketchy as that. Yeah. It's so sketchy when I was on the call in, Mike said he will... Mike clearly indicated to me he will not be going to this. No, of course Like, he Mike won't go. Yeah, Mike's That's how, that's how sketchy it is. No, Mike's not going to that thing. You think <laughs> Mike's got all day? He's going to go watch you spin plates? He's going to get clipped in the head by one of your plates? <laughs> He's not doing that. That's I, bring bring a Gallagher tarp. See, I would. What'd you say? A Gouger tarp? Gallagher no. tarp. Oh, yeah. I thought I heard Gouger tarp's not bad because that would make sense. Broken plates. Yeah, that you're a Gouger tarp to make sure but you I, don't get gouged. I feel yeah. like the idea of the plates. That's like for like at first I heard like raccoons backstage. I'm like, yeah, I would like to go to that place. Mm-hmm. But then the plate spinning, then I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I want to go to that place. Me neither. I would have buried that. Yeah. Just no. lead with the raccoon. Mm-hmm. Then you you stand a chance of making some money. Yeah. At this same venue, someone threw um, a copy of my brother's book on fire at his face um, at a show he did there. So that that could happen there too. <laughs> and also, also at the same show, uh, another person later drank my brother's vomit on stage. Mm-hmm. So okay. anything, anything can happen at Connie's Rick Rack. That All sounds apocryphal. Wait, what? What? Yeah, the, I feel like Chris would have to <laughs> yeah. play a role. Like yeah. he would. He's he's a, a party to that crime. Yeah, but it sounds like it sounds like this guy's telling like, like an Aussie concert story that you tell when you're thirteen. But he's talking about his brother at some hole in the ago. wall in Philly. <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. How we, what, yeah. the, did you see the the? Yeah, why'd your brother vomit? Yeah. First of all, yeah, it, it, he did. Um, it was a, a live version of the Chris Gethard show, and uh, it was New York versus Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and um, the losing captain. Either I was the captain of Team Philly, and he was the captain of Team New York, and. Uh, Throughout the course of the event, um, if your team lost whatever game we played, 
um, an item got put into something called the milkshake of death, and it got blended all in together, and uh, Team New York lost, so Chris had to Mm -hmm. drink this concoction, and uh, he drank it and threw it up into the blender, and then some lunatic who was in the crowd for the show just topped up on the stage and chugged that. Mm-hmm. Unprovoked, okay. Just I, I unprovoked on the stage. You're you're odd and upsetting, <laughs> and I don't know. What yeah, to I do know. With you I, I, I know. I, I I'm a creep. All right, look, I'll see you at the sh- the real show, not this. I'm not this so travesty. Excited, if you, how did you, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how did you get them to agree to even open the club that early? One um, <laughs> on a Sunday, someone has one. to get out of bed. To make, yeah, <laughs> that's a good, that's I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like a valid point. I think that it's is a valid. Very point. valid I don't point. have an answer to it. Yeah. I really that place isn't a one p.m. kind of venue. I don't know. That's I know. I know that I've done shows there. All right, yeah. Greg. Not to brag. We're saying good night. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm being told to go to the hotline because one of the hottest of hot superstars is on the hotline. Television. The face of television has changed many times, uh, and this is the latest uh, trailblazer to change the face, whether it was Ernie Kovacs or Archie Bunker or Fonzie. The latest game changer is this guy on the phone, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Hello. Hello, Nathan. Star of Nathan for you. Hi, Tom. Hi. Thanks for having me back on. Of course. I'm here. Do you know Dave Hill, Nathan? Hi, Dave. Hello. I, I love how your program. You? I'm good. How are you? Oh, thanks, Dave. Um, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Now, Nathan, uh, we wanted to, yeah. I wanted to talk to you, uh, just to check back in with you because we mm-hmm. had, we had spoken as the season, season three of Nathan for you had kicked off with, the Best Buy episode it was where you went up against Best Buy. Yes. But now, how many episodes have aired since then? Well, that was our first, and now we've aired seven. You've aired seven. So, six. Since, six. Since then. And that one... I do the math. It's like, that might as well have taken place 20 years ago with all the insanity you've dropped on everybody since. Um, I mean, if it feels that way, yeah. But it feels like, I gotta say, that Smokers episode you did, Smokers Allowed? Yeah. That was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It was like a, like, it's like you, you could run, uh, uh, Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman out of the biz. With an episode like that. Like, those guys should right now be, they should be drafting new resumes. I, if I am ever going through some sort of depression, which I'm not, uh, I should just call up this show every week and have you introduce me. But but you're the best. That Um, show. You're, you're too sweet, Tom. But now. Is this week's uh, is this week the finale or are there are there, are there more? Is this it? This yeah, the finale is this Thursday. Oh my god! And look, I don't know what this thing is, but you're running these promos for it, 
that it makes it look like the most m- monumental thing that has ever happened in in the world. Yeah. No, in in television. In, uh, look, in the world of comedy, not you know, it's this, this episode is you know I don't I don't want to like you know necessarily be hyperbolic in any way. You know, I'm a fairly grounded person. Yes. Um, but this episode has taken more effort and is, uh, than any episode we've ever done on the show. It's cost more money to do than any episode we've ever done. And, uh, it's probably the biggest spectacle of any episode we've done so far on the show. And there was so much, so much happened and there was so much to pack in that, uh, the network Comedy Central is allowing us to air it three minutes longer than a normal episode oh, wow. with limited commercial interruptions. So they're losing money to air this. Yeah. That's how much they believe in it. And it's called they're losing three minutes of commercials. Yeah. They're handing you, they're saying, Nathan. Yes. We believe they're basically you. taking whatever that costs in commercials. Mm-hmm. Which on our show is probably around five hundred dollars, <laughs> and flushing it down the toilet. So Kent Alterman, just, just to give just to give viewers mm-hmm. uh, an amazing TV experience, the full experience. And there, yes, and I have to admit, there are for letting us do this. I am um, deeply in love with them. Sure, they're very, they're sure. very supportive of the show. Very good. So Kent Alterman is basically Kent taking, Alterman. he has five $100 bills and he's right. putting them in a toilet <laughs> and then flushing it. Basically. I mean, yes, basically. Yeah. Th- that's the level of, of commitment that's going on. Kent Alterman, head of Comedy Central. Opens his wallet, takes out five. No, not it doesn't open his wallet. Goes into the accounting department and says, "Requisitions three minutes of Nathan for you advertising to put it in cash form." Yeah, right? and then they slide him five crisp one hundred dollar bills. He right, goes, he so goes, it's basically like sixty dollars per ad. For thirty seconds, <laughs> and which ads $80. run on it? Is it does that opiate one where the the pill is animated? You ever see that one where the woman is walking around with the opiate and she's like, "But I'm constipated," and I, ha- I have not. The pill is like her friend. It's really, it's like the most troubling thing I've ever seen in my life. Where it's basically just saying, "It's like, look, we're admitting that you're friends with these opiates." That's not even on the table for discussion anymore. This, you and this pill are best friends. It's now we're going to help you with your constipation. You're hooked on opiates. We're just you and this pill are going to die together. But let's figure out your constipation problem while you're poisoning yourself with basically heroin in a pill. So that point, I, they don't take time. How about that Adam and Eve commercial where it's the Edna, where she's like, 
you don't want Edna to know what you're buying at the store. You ever seen that one? I don't think so. Okay. Well, but you know who has been weirdly, people have been screen grabbing and sending me <laughs> that is that Best Buy is now advertising all over the show. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So you beat them down. You, you beat them. Or, or have they beat us? I don't even know what that means. I guess they're. You know, when these companies just do battle with each other, it's just who knows what, who knows who wins and loses. I guess it's just on a, in a ledger book somewhere determines. It could be a power move on their part saying, we own, we own you now. Yeah. Dance. Right. But, you know, there's three minutes left of a chance that they'll have, you know, a chance to advertise during the finale. So that's our attack back. Yes. Try to try to fit an ad in. Yeah. Only, uh, six minutes of commercials. Yeah. You can't. It's gone. Sorry, Best yeah. Buy. So this is called The Hero, right? Is that what it's called? The Hero? The Hero. The Hero. Yeah. Look, I don't want to and know two things about. I don't want to know two things about. We, we're not saying too much about it. No, you at shouldn't. This point, but uh, it's an emotional experience. But it, it's also intended. I should say, you know, if you're a person that you're kind of in a point in your life where you're feeling like, I don't know if I can do anything. I don't know if I'm capable of achieving anything, and you just have that. You're in a general rut. Mm-hmm. After watching this episode, I feel like you will be inspired and feel renewed. Really? And you will feel like there there possibly is hope for you. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. I what mean, a, that's my hope. What about for a guy like AP Mike, Nathan? A guy like who, I mean, he's pretty much... He's pretty much irredeemable is what I would say at this point. He's, he's, I think that's a little harsh. He's, he's, I'm not saying it's, well, maybe it is a little harsh. I, I apologize, Mike. I, uh, <laughs> irredeemable. I'm just saying. Well, Mike, what do you think of that? Mike? What do you think of that? He said he's not that far gone, but he could sure use some inspiration. Well, Mike, this Thursday, yeah, ten p ten p.m. If you're too far gone, this will, this probably won't do anything for you. Okay, but he's not. I don't think he is. I think he's 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 like he just needs that thing to kind of inspire him. Oh, this is perfect. This is for Mike then. Oh. I could see why Comedy Central gave you the extra three minutes. If, if you, you found you found your target audience, <laughs> you just. But you know, it's kind of you know. I honestly feel though that like it is a bit weird that I'm saying that to you and on this show because I honestly feel like you do that every week for people. Oh my God, you do? You really do? Yeah. Well, who- I think people who you know will listen to this show and come out of it being like. No, I'm not. I'm not giving up. Well, Nathan, that means a lot. You know what? Look, Nathan, I. This show we've been doing it for so long. It's a sinking ship. It's 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 hemorrhaging money. 
Uh, it maybe was a mistake to come back. We're just at about the one year point. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm wondering if I should just put this stuff out on a blanket on St. Mark's place. <laughs> right? <laughs> put the board out there and just, just call it a, we, we gave it a shot. But now this episode is being waved in front of me like maybe I got, maybe I have a puncher's chance to just stay in. <laughs> yes. It, right? Yes. Right? I, I don't know if it's controversial to say, but I think the best show is better than it's ever been. Oh, well, that's nice to say. I know that it, we didn't. It just keeps getting better. Well, that's sweet of you to say, Nathan Fielder. I know we certainly didn't get nominated for a Grammy for the box set that documents 15 years of our our lives. Jay Moore sure did, though. Jay Moore got nominated for best. Jay Moore and Lisa Lampanelli got best comedy album nominations for whatever thing they recorded. Uh, can you imagine it, listening to a Jay Moore stand-up album? How many times does he do his Christopher Walken impression on that thing? At some point, Christopher Walken's got to be like, "You got to give me co-credit on this thing. You're doing me for half the album." <laughs> Like Dick Vitale, and they all have to put a class action lawsuit together. Speaking of which, Nathan, you go up against big businesses. Dave Hill, Dave Hill wrote a song with his band Valley Lodge. And then, no joke, it's up on AV Club wrote about it today. Yeah. Google ripped it off for an ad. It's, and the song that Dave Hill wrote, John Oliver uses as his theme for his HBO show. And Google straight up took the same song and just played it on like a ukulele or something. Like they yeah. did like a cutesy pie version of it. Yeah, like some hopeful, like life is yeah. going to be okay. Just, Wait, is this, it's totally is this true. different than the Have Big Fun song? That's the thing. They did it to me also. It's like Google. <laughs> I, isn't this the weirdest thing that Google is ripping off? I did a show on WFMU. Dave Hill took over that time slot after I left. Google ripped, has ripped both of us off now with things. Yeah. It's a weird pattern. What's going what if, on? What if, you know, I'd I, I like to go to a place of paranoia as quickly as possible. And I thought, like, what happens? Probably by tomorrow we could Google ourselves and nothing would come up. They'd erase our existence in their search engine. Like that's right. how Google would handle it. Yeah. Bring the hammer down. Yeah. Yeah, they could totally, like, if they could have people, when they search for you, they take all the worst stuff and bring it to the front. <laughs> yeah. To, 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 and now you know, just... to take public opinion against you. Yeah, and just be, yeah, exactly. Like, when you, if you type your name in, and then suddenly the first thing that comes up after it is, like, like public indecency. And you're like, wait, I don't have a public indecency. Like, but they just make it so that's the, the autocomplete like in that, and then they just send you a thing. It's like, hey, we can change that. You want that to stop, right? It would just be like arrest. It would say like you type in Tom Sharpling, arrest pops up <laughs> as the first thing. Actually, I could. You definitely that. know that the people at Google like they wouldn't say it on the record, but when they're at a bar after mm -hmm. work, yeah, or just you know a couple of the top execs, you know, alone with each other. You know they probably look at each other and are like, you know we could like own it, own the world and destroy everyone. 
Yeah. Like if we wanted to at this point. At this point. At this we point. We have everyone's information. We could, we could control everything. Yes. At this point, Google, if Google, if corporations are people, Google is like a, a, a peeper, like a neighborhood, like a person who stares in windows at night. Yeah. Right? That's all Google is. It's like, it's like a librarian. It's like someone who you was known for being a librarian at one point and having all this information for you, but who now is much more interested in staring in your win and like staring in your window and looking at the toilet cam they set up at the library. Right. There's someone, there's someone who looks in your window all night and looks at you in the toilet after you've told them it's okay for them to do that. Yeah. Well, you're going to the library. Google Wait, what's looked, the library metaphor? Well, because the toilet cam set up in the library. It's a librarian. Well, how, how, did you establish that earlier? That yes, it's a library. Google oh. once was a once was a a, a kindly oh, I get it. Google right. was once yeah. a kindly yeah. old librarian yeah. helping okay. just give you information that you needed, but then suddenly it's the the it's like wow you're the best librarian ever. And then it's like, then Google was alone in its office in the library and was just like, maybe it's time for me to set that toilet cam up. Right. Once it has all the, yeah. Once it has all the people going yeah. to the library bathroom. <laughs> so stupid. Then, <laughs> oh. I think that's a great metaphor. It's pretty, it tracks. It really does track. And it's pretty concise yeah. and and easy to uh, easy to explain to others. It sums up exactly what's happened to yes, us. Yes, what what has happened to us? Dave Hill and I both used the bathroom at the library. Yeah, and we spotted the camera. <laughs> and then the camera is now following us out of the bathroom yes, everywhere. Exactly. Well, the camera took pictures of our like of of our credit card and started using. Yeah. I'm done with this, man. I'm, I can't keep this thing off on on its. It's like spinning plates, like that. <laughs> like uh, Greg, Chris Gethard's brother is going to do a show spinning plates this Sunday. He was just lecturing everybody about that. Nathan, neither here nor there. The important. What do you thing, mean? John Worcester and I are doing a live show in Philadelphia this Sunday. Oh, okay. So naturally, before that, Chris Gethard's brother, Greg. Decided he's doing a show that starts at 1 p.m., a talent show for, for uh, that is comprised of listeners of this show doing different talents on stage, headlined by him spinning plates on stage for the first time ever. He's going to try it in front of an audience for the first <laughs> time ever. Wow. If that doesn't sound reckless, I don't know. And that seems... I don't know. Is he going to practice before? No, no, he's going to do it live. Okay. Sounds, sounds like an invitation for a nice shard of glass to. <laughs> Please bring goggles to that show if you're going to it. I'm going to ask listeners to go get goggles if you're if you're going to go check that variety show out. But the show you really should check out this Thursday. The season finale of Nathan for You, season three. The hero. From 10 p.m. Yeah. to 10 
33? No, no. Uh, I, I believe they're, they're just... Oh, they're just running three less ads. Muscle. Okay, so they're not... So that's gotcha. the whole thing about the throwing away the money. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, and then it makes sense. I'm, I never said but I was... I smart. believe it's still 10 to 10.30, but you'll have less commercials than you normally get. Less commercial breaks, too. Sure. That's what you meant by limited commercial interruption. Yes. Yes. Okay. 100% with you. Yes, it's, it's one of the most confusing, confusingly marketed finales. But people are going to thrill and be inspired by this. I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, when you put stuff out there, you really don't know what people are going to say. I think I can't wait. And I congratulate you on you have a platform and you're doing something with it, Nathan. You're you're making special television for people. And I, I tip my hat to you and everybody who works on Nathan for you. Yeah, we uh, I feel lucky that they are allowing us all to do this. So and there's a lot of people like that worked really hard to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know how it is. I'm ready. I'm ready um, for it. Thank you for Tom. I, I do want to say formally uh, for constantly being a supporter and saying all always nice things. Oh, it's only because of the show's good. All right, Nathan. Well, I'll know. I'll know when the quality dips. Then when you when suddenly it's like yeah, this guy's certainly uh, certainly. Not answering these calls anymore. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Fair amount of unreturned emails. Um, yeah. So, or they just start bouncing back. <laughs> but it's clear I'm writing the stuff that says it's right. bounced back. The return message. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would do that like a long time ago. I used to do that when listeners would, because people would write and say that, I, that the show sucked, the best show sucked. And I would write back, thank you for... Like, this is a form letter. Thank you for being a fan of the show. Tom can't answer all your email. Uh, can't answer all the fans' emails personally. But he wants to thank you for listening to the show. Keep keep listening. Thank. But it's like, it would show up like 14 hours later. Like, no, like no, no automated reply shows up the next afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan can't wait for the show I will talk to you soon thanks again Tom uh, have a great night bye bye Nathan Fielder it's a star packed yeah. show Dave Hill Dave Windorf Nathan Fielder right Gregulator the great well okay <laughs> the stars that's a star further back than <laughs> Like, if all the stars are packed, then one star has to get kind of pushed back by all the stars, right? Like, packing. Yeah, otherwise you can't see his bright yeah. bright light. Yes. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Going good. Who's this? This is Z-Man. Oh. Keeping the thing alive. Gregulator called in. And now... The Walliner version of Greg. No, I'm kidding. Oh no! Come on! No, just because you're a brother. Because your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. I Look, get it. Your brother is Jason Walliner. Yep. 
Is it Walliner or Walliner? How do you like to say it? I think we we go with Walliner. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. He's a director so, and a, yeah. a, a, he's reputable. a reputable guy. One oh. of my all-time favorite people on the planet. He's a delight. He I know really is. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, sorry in advance if I don't... Uh, necessarily have the most to say to you i'm only so familiar okay. it's okay we're weirdly. we're in this together cool. we're, cool. we're huh. weirdly blunt but let's uh no well, i need I, to I be fair just, just i needed to be put in my place just, you know, z-man no, you know i'm teasing you buddy okay. you can't okay. win I, you're in the I'm, octagon buddy you can't <laughs> you, you're blindfolded in the octagon you know how it goes I know all too well. I've seen too many octagons in my day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've you're the guy who, with this show, it's like you go back <laughs> up to the thing. It's like, really, you're coming back to the octagon? Like, hey, uh, dude, you got out of the octagon. You barely got out with your life. You're, you're coming I was back, huh? To make a joke, but I guess yeah. I guess I put it out. And then you're like, uh, yeah, I figured I'd see what's going on in the octagon again. It's like, yeah. Um, you got pretty brutalized the last time you were in the octagon, and you're just like, man, I figured I'd check in, see what's going on in the octagon. <laughs> but then, then the thing is, you win a fair amount. Like, well, I don't know. I've lost track of the record. Like, remember I said, Mike, last week that I would give out some T-shirts, like a a prize pack, to whoever whoever had the best um a fun. Fun pack. Oh God! Yes, yes, go there. No, Mike's because Mike, Mike's idea of a fun pack, yeah, is oh, different know. than mine. Mine would have like <laughs> T-shirts in it and stickers and stuff. Fun things. Yeah, fun things. Mike's referring to the shrink-wrapped, uh, <laughs> the the skin mags that he buys. Oh, the three three pack. Yeah, three pack. And I've never heard somebody talk more about that middle magazine in the in the. Because this guy's got his his leg show. I don't know, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just just guessing. I don't know either. Mike, I'm not getting into this, but is Dave close when he says leg show? TV guide. A TV. You did not get a TV guide. Oh, they just fill it out for weight. Then the middle magazine is just. Uh... So you drag it to the register. Because this is what Mike does. He goes, and they have these shrink-wrapped three uh, skin mags. And he's like, you can see what's on the cover of one, and you can see what's on the cover of the other side, but the one in the middle is trapped in there. And God knows what that thing is going to be. And Mike's (laughs) claiming that one of them was a TV guide once. (laughs) It was on, what was on the cover? TV Guide, was it? The Jeffersons? <laughs> like a weird old TV Guide? Lonnie Anderson was on the cover. What? How small was this pack, Mike? The shrink wrap was really tight. The shrink, oh God. The shrink wrap was really tight. Z Man. Hey. So what I was saying. Yeah. I thought you maybe won that thing. I mean, either I either I, you is make me laugh. Either you or the guy who called with the David Crosby an- anecdote. 
know. I think you made yourself laugh more, and it was just, you know, yeah, you I win. gave you something to laugh about. Whoever the David Crosby guy was, get in touch with me. Because you won. I'll send you some, I'll send you some stuff. So what's going on, bro? Not too much. Um, I wanted to call. Because, out. Uh, what? Nothing. Go ahead. Over the weekend, uh, a really wonderful, momentous occasion happened. Um, I know it goes against your prior suggestion of, of putting this off for quite some time, but uh, I introduced my daughter, Penelope, to Wally Wackman. And it, it went over better than I could have imagined. Z-Man. Oh, yeah. Z-Man. For, and for people who don't know, this guy made a puppet. How long did it take you to make this Wally Wacky Man puppet? Much longer than it should have. I kind of mm-hmm. kind of put it off here and there. And it's, a pur- it's purple. Yep. And it's got like a tuft of hair on the t- top of the head. Right? Right. I originally planned that hair, but he doesn't. He doesn't have any hair. It's got googly eyes, right? Sure, typical, typical puppet type of eyes, yeah. And then the voice. What? The, how would you best describe the voice? Um, sort of like an exaggerated, you know, cartoonish sort of like mm. cliched old Jewish person kind of thing. Okay. But not in a negative way. We, sure. we all know that. It's no. not a not mean spirited. I am Jewish, and it's just reflecting that. Sure. Just, you know. Yes, and you look at this puppet as being the first Jewish puppet. Uh, I don't know if it's the first, technically. Now, were you hurt when you found out Gary the Squirrel was Jewish also? Did you feel that that stepped on when <laughs> Julie Klausner? Like, it seemed a little bit like, okay, all right, Julie, when, all right. When Julie know, Klausner kind of was, was Wally's whole thing here, but sure, yeah, you give that to Gary, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you um, you introduced your daughter, who's how old? She's nine months right now. And did you put the did you put the puppet on your hand and start screaming in her face? How did you how did this go yeah, down? I'm screaming! I sort of you know I I put him on uh, and mm-hmm. came around the corner uh, you know into our living room with him. Just kind of you know started having him talk to her and you know then get a little closer and talking. She you know kind of brightened up, big smile, started laughing and. It was just, it was a really, really great moment and, you know, very reassuring for me because, uh, actually, to be honest, last week when I tried to call, I was going to ask after, um, well, I meant to call for a while, but then you had no dude member and everything, but just after, yeah. speaking of Julie, when you were talking to Julie and Hayes on that one episode, uh, yeah. which I think was the second time, I think, that you initiated a Wally Wackman death hoax <laughs> in the history of uh, your relationship to him. Um, I was going to ask, like, what do you think, Tom? Should I just end it? Should I just, should I just put this this whole thing to rest? Because uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, especially when uh, when you did like the worst 100. Mm-hmm. Even though I know you, you know, joke and tease and all fun, sometimes it brings out people who uh, are not afraid to say. Well, no, the worst they, 100. Just feel. to recap, because people don't sure. know every bit of minutiae. Sure, of course, yeah. We were putting together a list of the worst 100 characters of all time. Mm-hmm. And what, how did this impact? Was Wally Wackman on that list? Uh, he, he thankfully managed to not get on the list. Okay. But, you know, there were jokey suggestions. And then mm-hmm. on Twitter, for instance, there were some very real, very serious suggestions. And they were suggestions directed directly to Wally as if, uh-huh. you know, as if someone, you know, in the audience 
would was like tweeting at Seth MacFarlane, hey, listen to this radio show where we're all saying <laughs> everything you do stinks. But, you know, imagine that where, you know, you're telling the person you are terrible. <laughs> and you are so the they worst. were saying Wally Wackerman sucked. Yeah, in, in all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, Z-Man, I know this. Dave Hill knows this. Dave, people, you, you, with the criticism, how do you handle the criticism? You know, I look at it. I I, I just do. I'm just trying to entertain myself and mm-hmm. hang out with my dog, and hope sure. that people will give you money to keep doing that. Yeah, but I read every comment on the internet. You do? No, <laughs> no you <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, right? You can't because there's an. I mean, even this thing. Not to bring it back to the Google thing, but I, you know, I thought. I was done thinking about it after we talked, mm-hmm. you know, talked about it on my show last night. And then the AV club called and I talked to her for a few minutes. And then the thing came out, the AV club thing. And then everyone's tweeting about it and face, you know, I posted mm-hmm. it. So I'm like, everyone's talking about Facebook, but to be fair, I posted the article. Sure. But then a bunch of other people did. And then everyone's weighing in on this subject. It's kind of like you were talking. Then I was just exhausted by it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't want to think about this anymore. I'm arguing with someone because it's like, well, it just sounds like every other dumb indie rock riff. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then I'm getting mad and, and I'm sorry, not to drag, I'm sorry, no, I'm no, no, no. dragging this all the way back. But then like some band sent, they're like, well, we think you ripped it off from us. And they sent this song mm-hmm. that actually had like, was similar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is similar, but it's not the same. And I've never heard of your band. And I and like your songs from 2012. Yeah. I have a demo from 2009. I'm getting all worked up, and they're yeah. like, "Relax, like we're we're just kind of kidding around." And I was like, and I was like, I know it's just been a long, stupid day of internet comments. Because then you become <laughs> the guy who who fights that stuff and is caught up in the the drudgery of that. Yeah. And you don't exactly. get to write a song. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, like we were talking about, I don't care. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That these guys did this, you yes. know? <laughs> it would be nice if things were more fair. Yeah. But, you know, I look at this with the criticism. It's like, if somebody's going to say something nice about me, then that also means there can be somebody who says something bad about me. And mm-hmm. they're both. I think I think plenty of things are terrible, so it's actually a compliment if if I'm in the discussion for somebody to think I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah, I that's that's exactly right. Like you're not and, until someone's telling you how horrible you are. Yeah, that's that's when you're starting yeah. to get some traction. Exactly. So <laughs> that's what I tell myself. Yeah. yeah. So Z Man, <laughs> the fact that you and Wally Wackyman, that some people can say I love Wally Wackyman, he's my favorite. And then somebody else would say, I hope that garbagey piece of purple felt catches on fire and goes up like a, goes up, goes up like a pile of dried up newspapers, right? The fact that one person can say one and the other can say the other, it means you're doing something that people are responding to. Sure. So you can't sweat the people who, it no, can't just I, be I a love fest. Not, but I mean, you know, when it was all co- compounded, you know, at once when they were all coming out thinking like you were behind them, like, yeah, yeah. Tom has a point. Look, this bro. character is terrible. Let's go Look, and tell hey, him. Hey, Z-Man. They- Z-Man. Yeah. You know me in real life, right? 
Oh, I do. I know. I'm, I'm saying I, I just you know like who they, I am they, in they, real life. Yeah. Don't yeah, forget, oh, don't I, just don't forget that. Oh, okay? I, I'm absolutely not. I'm not. I'm not and playing look, on you. I think they. When they I was at your when when I was at your wedding with your brother, right? Yeah. I did say to you, I'm warning you right now. If you take that bleeping puppet out during this wedding, I'm torching him. I'm going to yes, burn him. That, that no place fact. at a wedding for a, for your puppet. Wait, this is that, all, is, that is true. This is all snapping back into place. Now, I'll, <laughs> okay. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, I admit to uh, just kind of nodding along to mm -hmm. a lot of this. Sure, sure. And then now, now I know exactly who this puppet who this is. is. Yes, and, uh, yeah. He goes. <laughs> Yeah, it's now me. I'm. Uh, Wally Wackyman. I'm listening from a, a place of great yeah. intrigue. It even though I now. realize we're yeah. probably done talking about it, I, this will. Yeah, but this I'll is be, the thing. I'll be pulling this up again. Z man. Yeah. I warned you at the wedding. I'll torch that puppet if it comes out. There's no place at a wedding for that thing, and you didn't break him out. Yeah, I but thought you, were, you. I, I thought you were going to, but that's why this is the second part. Okay. You showed your your beautiful daughter this puppet, mm -hmm. and it sounds to me like it was a, an amazing thing, and I think that's awesome. It, it really was because you know even with uh, the previous doubts, it's like even if I never do another thing with him, if I make nobody else laugh, if I entertain nobody, is that a else, promise? It... Wait, are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure pe people on Twitter are lighting up. Yeah. Who is, please, people are like, He's, he said. He said he'd never do another thing with them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, that yeah. was you had a you but, had a beautiful moment that you'll never forget. No, nope. that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Congratulations, but, buddy. Thank you. But can I ask a quick question? Sure. Even though he wouldn't be welcome at a wedding, would he be welcome at union transfer? Oh God! <laughs> What's he gonna do there? Oh, just can I bring him along with me to keep me company on the two-hour trip and maybe say hi to okay, him? Okay, you just lost all the goodwill that the puppet's <laughs> keeping you company on the trip? <laughs> I, 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 I said that in a joking way. Isn't we again? Hey, Wally, what should we do? I'm sure hungry. don't have a whole lot of money on me. What's that? <laughs> should go into that house and take whatever food they've got? That old lady's got that bag of groceries. Yes, Wally, I should take the bag of groceries. <laughs> she fell and hurt her head. She's bleeding all over the place. Wally, what should I do? Burn the apartment down? This guy, this guy, you're right, Wally, that's what I'll do. <laughs> I think I have the bloodlust, Wally. <laughs> Wally, remember that thing we did in Philadelphia? I think I want to do it again. <laughs> Z-Man. Yeah. You're in the octagon. Oh, boy. You're almost out. <laughs> I think you want to bring that puppet. I will not. It's okay if I just bring him. Yeah, yeah I just want bring, your permission. bring him along. Okay. Look, I look at that as a jacket. You know what I mean? Split the difference. <laughs> I make him the puppet pays for a ticket. Oh, oh I like no, that. I only bought one. I like that. Well, that's the best. Show ain't sold worlds. out yet. That would make me real. Look, if you want me to acknowledge this puppet as a real, real uh, being, I want to see two tickets. 
That's completely reasonable. I think that's completely reasonable. That I way, you know, emotion doesn't play a part yeah, in this decision. It's, it's just finance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, then the puppet has to <laughs> also drink anything. Yeah, drink anything. Exactly. Does he get his own seat then, or is it standing room, or how does that work? Well, he paid for the seat. Yeah. Look, bro. You're going to be standing during that show. There ain't no seats there. Okay. Just get ready. Look, you, you want to sit, you sit on the puppet, right? Drop the puppet mm-hmm. on the floor. You use him as a blanket. <laughs> I don't know how well that would work. I mean, he's already uh, getting up in years for how long he's uh, yeah. puppets last. Well, I think, look, you br- bring the puppet. Maybe I, I'll, I'll let you know whether I want to see that thing show up or not. <laughs> But okay. I just want to see your smiling face there. Yeah, it'll mainly be me. And, you know, if it just he's there for anybody who wants to see him. That's what it really is. Very not, nice, very nice. It's not like I'm going to go, hey, let me take him out and, you know, steal steal attention. You know, that's why, not. Why don't you bring him to the talent show? Why don't you bring him to that talent show? Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to get there that early. Look, bro, I'll see you on Sunday. I'll see you. Thank you. Looking forward to it very much. Have Are you going to buy an autographed picture of AP Mike? Oh, uh, how much is he charging? What are his rates these days? I don't know what he's charging. Ten, I think <laughs> right ten off. bucks. I'll see. I'm a big fan. Pay what you... No, don't... All right. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you there. Thanks. Bye. All right, have... Pay what you can afford. That's what Mike... What are, what are you, radio no. head? No. Mike's like Radiohead now. <laughs> it's him and Tom York. Pay what you can. Um. Oh my God! It's it's new. Midnight noon. It's midnight already. How about that? Dave Hill, I I had so much fun over the last two days with you. Seriously. Likewise, I, um, thank you for uh, for coming on my show, and thanks for it. Letting me hang out and yeah. be here tonight. Well, let's do that uh, more. Let's, yeah, let's keep doing this. This would be fun. I, I, I would love it. This was uh, this was a blast. What's man. the what's the speaking of uh, the internet? What's the chatter people, online? I think people positive. Like people, yeah, people. Because you know, like I'll it. dig until I find you'll be the like, person who didn't like it. You'll be like, there it is, and they absolutely. That's the one. Because you'll be like, I knew it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> like. These idiots all thought it was good, but they're all stupid. Yeah. I found the one person who's ripping me, or who maybe didn't even, isn't even ripping you. They're just saying something. Yeah. I, I just assume, yeah. I'll, you know, because I'll go, I'm like, well, I'll just read my own ad mentions, and I'll, I'm like, well, I should check out the hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, well, I should probably check out what people are saying at Sharpling. Yeah. Just see. I probably... Okay, do a combination of uh, at sharpling and uh, hashtag, yeah. and then I'll I'll do every combination until I find yeah. root out the truth teller. Well, I will tell you, I think you're great. Likewise, I had so much fun, and we're gonna keep doing this. And don't look for any bad reviews. Nobody no, should look I won't. For bad reviews. Nobody should do that. I won't. It's only in my. Uh, I want to say weakest moments, but but it's yeah. a, it's a habit. Yeah. No, it's not it's, a habit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's only when 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 I too overwhelmed with the positivity, I try to balance it out by finding 
Yeah. Finding the people who hate me. Just love it. Find the time. (laughs) I do find. Yeah. You're, you're awesome. You're awesome. Well, you're, it's like a log rolling competition (laughs) up in here. I want to thank Dave Windorf for checking in. Oh, man. Monster Magnet. That was, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was a real treat for me. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, of course. Making that happen. I'm such a, such a huge fan of his. Well, he was a fan of your, I wrote to him and he was just like, oh my God, I love Dave Hill. Oh. I would love to do it. So you'll, That's I'll awesome. put you in touch with him and you two will be oh, buddies. Man. And next thing I'll be outside looking in <laughs> at the two guys who can play guitar. We'll just be like, yeah, like, playing, they'll, they'll get a fourth guitar player in Monster Magnet. I'll have awesome. you to thank. Yeah. And you'll be like, I'll put you on the list. <laughs> uh, I'll put little, you on tape. It's list a little, little tight. Paid reserve. <laughs> put you on paid reserve. Text me right yeah. when you get yeah. here. And I'll, I'll see. I'll pop the back door of the club <laughs> open. Uh, 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 uh. Um, I want to thank Nathan Fielder uh, for checking in. Nathan, for you this Thursday, uh, the season finale, and every Monday night, 9 p.m. to midnight, the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU. You can listen to it. It's great. Thank and you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Do you think I should get rid of the, the profanity in the title? I don't know. Well, how do you feel about it? Do you feel... My original thinking was it was just a... You know, it's not like I spent hours thinking of the name, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, going back to the thing, well, like, well, someone's going to hate the idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, so I thought, well, what a, what would a crotchety old man, like my dad, my dad mm-hmm. wouldn't say that, but, uh, you know, call. And I thought, goddamn Dave Hill show. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that my dad doesn't like the title because mm-hmm. it has a swear in it. Mm-hmm. And then I was on Mary Lou Henner's radio show. Mm-hmm. And she told me she didn't like it. And okay. I was like, well, the lady from Taxi doesn't like it. Yeah. And two people I really respect yeah. Yeah. are telling me not to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's starting to wear on me a little bit between those two. Why don't you just call it, uh, you could always just, uh, if you do abbreviations now, it's like GDDH, right? Yeah. It's S. Like, yeah. But it's just like the thing can be just like the T is small and the S is small. Yeah. G D D H. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then it'll just be it'll be like KFC. Yeah. Stop being Kentucky Fried yeah. Chicken. I think you could stick with it, or I think you could abbreviate. You don't need it. Yeah, that's what my dad and Mary Lou Henner said. Well, that's what I would say. Is you're above better than that? She said you're better than that. Oh, you are I, better than. And it. I said I'm not actually. Mm-hmm. And but she, you are. <laughs> but you thank are. you. But <laughs> she would remember if you. Yeah, she's got that that memory, that yeah. crazy memory. Though to, she, she's I've tested her on it, but then I've been on her show twice, and mm-hmm. then I, I forgot to test her asking her mm-hmm. about the first time I was on. Yeah, so we don't know if it's real. Well, the, I I think you don't you don't need it. You don't need a crutch. Okay, you maybe I'll phase it out. You could phase it out. Maybe on the next show I'll just say this is the Dave Hill yeah. show. See if anyone. You made even notices it got you. It got the thing rolling. Yeah, it, the the swear word got people mm-hmm. talking. Yeah, exactly. But now, now I'm John Mellencamp. Exactly. You're now <laughs> you. Maybe now you become John Cougar Mellencamp, and then you're John Mellencamp, and then it 
sails flag. They dip a little, and then I throw the cougar back in. Yes, then the cougar somehow <laughs> shows back up. Wow, look at that. It's back. <laughs> it's like... It's like he, bl- he uses the cougar. Does the he? cougar's back, I thought. Is it? To my mind, it's it's John... Yeah. I mean, we need to run a check on it, but... It's like I, when Blue Oyster Cult would play in soft white underbelly. Remember that? They'd be like, we're playing a secret show at... They would play like Lemours in New yeah. York. They'd be like, we're usually playing the, 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 like they'd play like the, uh, out on Long Island. What was it? The Nassau Coliseum. Like that's where Blue Oyster Cult would play. Yeah. And they'd be like, when we want to get back to our yeah, roots, we do a show. We call ourselves Soft White Underbelly. But then there was a day where they're just like, I think, I think we're playing this place as Blue Oyster Cult now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that day where it's like, Luxury problem still, I'd say. If you get yes. to walk out and play Don't Fear the Reaper. Fear Boy, exactly. Forget it. Dave, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Everybody, this Sunday is the, it all goes down, man. Sunday night, Philadelphia, December 13th, Union Transfer, Sharper Than Worcester Live. Tickets at stereolaughs.com slash tour. It's going to be super fun. We're making this show extra special, so do not miss it. If you're on the bubble, don't get off the bubble and go to the show. Get your tickets. It's going to be great. I'm going to, I cannot wait for Sunday. Everybody, thanks for listening. I'm going to play on the way out. Uh, I'm going to play something by, uh, Unrest. Mark Robinson was, uh, uh, one of our guests in, the show we did in Boston. So here is something from Unrest. From their Imperial album, we're going to hear the song. Wait, no, I want to hear, yeah, let's hear, uh, let's hear Suki from that album. Everybody, see you in Philly. Be back next week. Bye.